I want you to do a couple things for me. First, I want you to observe very closely your surrounding today. Take everything in. Leave no mental stone unturned. Can you do that for me? Good. Then, I want you to think about what your life would be like if you'd have been born blind. Look at the Thunderdome, bitch. Oh, it's so fangy. All right, ladies, gentlemen, and Reese's Pieces in between, this is your motherfucking guy. Yo, this is your motherfucking spick. Isn't that dirty dick, dude? Yo, so popular again. And you know, I'm a little bit late with this last posting. Not like you motherfuckers care. I'll be listening on time anyway. But we just, or day of this recording, actually, um, it was an International Women's Day. So I kind of wanted to go off with one of my favorite quotes from Mr. Tupac Shakur, uh, where he states, since we all came from a woman, get our name from a woman, and our game from a woman, I wonder why we take from our women, why we rape our women. Do we hate our women? I think it's time to kill for our women. Time to heal our women. Be real to our women. And if we don't have a race of babies, then, you know, that will hate the ladies and that make the babies. And since man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when and and where to create one. I think that's just one of the most realest shits because not only from us kind of, and you know, he's, he was, you know, he, even though he was a poetic about it, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't short tongued to call a woman a bitch either. And, you know, and just like those who call a square, a square, a square, a circle, a circle, and definitely a bitch, a bitch, like it, it's all intertwined. Just like Einstein talked about time being relevant. It all is. But that doesn't mean that everyone should be typecast the same, whether everyone is exactly the same. Just how now every one man is going to be the same piece of shit as the last one was, or that every man is going to be as good as the one you let go, and vice versa, and all that goody good shit. But I know that the way, especially with music being nowadays, especially with not to blame shit on twerking, because my last everything I used to do with that, she was just a fucking pawn in a way bigger scheme. You know, the more that we sexualize, and idolize nonsense the more that we become um, dilute I don't want to say diluted but just immune to just all the visions that we see and all the things that we expect and why a hoe has to show her ass on Instagram you know all this shit can only perpetuate itself into something way bigger and and broader that I'm hoping that eventually we brought down but we'll we'll get into in a little bit Again, International Women's Day, and I kind of wanted to go over, because you know how I love my list, so I kind of wanted to go over, um, or at least take the time to recognize how, you know, seriously awesome, you know, these ladies in particular were, and, you know, since motherfuckers won't read a book or ever see shit unless it becomes a movie, hopefully these motherfuckers will get a biopic. Uh, first one, I'm probably going to butcher the name, Trio The Trin, uh, and it said that the 20-year-old Vietnamese warrior was nine feet tall with the voice as loud as a temple bell. And the uh, legend also details her as glorious, you know, riding into battle while an elephant, you know, dressed in bright yellow, wielding two swords. Now, not only were her battle skills incomparable, so were her speeches. For example, she said, I only want to ride the wind and walk the waves, slay the big whales of the Eastern Sea, clean up our frontiers, and save the people from drowning. Why should I imitate others, bow my head, and stoop over and be a slave? Why resign myself to menial housework? 
in, in that fucking essence, that's how we should all be. I remember when I used to do collections and in a funny little term of phrase, you know, chasing wind, maybe you running after nothing, but looking to catch whatever you can. And that's, that's just a dope trade in a warrior. So I'm in, Miss Trintria. I'm in, baby. Another one was Sadie the Goat. Now, she may have been small, but she was one of petite pirates who knew how to kick some ass. Now, she earned her nickname in the 1860s New York by not only mugging people, but headbutting motherfuckers afterwards. Now, when one mugging turned into a giant brawl with Gallus Mag, who was like a female bouncer who, who bit Sadie's ear off a la fucking Mike Tyson, Sadie escaped to the Hudson River, and with just a few crew members, she hastily pulled together, you know, and got her shit together. And that summer, she led a crew and did things like swashbuckling and, you know, uh, pillaging and waterside mansions. But she finally got it to reunite with her ear-biting bitch mag um, after she had preserved it in a pickling jar for whatever fucking reason. But, hey, she got to shit together. You do what you got to do to preserve that motherfucking. Another one is Emily Emmy Noether. And this German-Jewish mathematician was called a genius by Albert Einstein. Motherfucker, if you get a simple approval, if you get a cosign from that nigga, you is in. But she's also known for her contributions to abstract algebra and uh, theoretical physics. But it was a hard journey to get there because in 20th century, uh, was it uh, Bavaria? I mean, it wasn't exactly the easiest place for women to get a decent education. I mean, in fact, women weren't even allowed to enroll in the university. So Noether had to do other or had to go to each professor and petition for a spot in their class. She might have sucked a dick or two, but she got her way up there. Now, when she graduated, she landed a job as a teacher and on the grounds that she wouldn't be paid. Motherfucker, you tell me who nowadays was going to do some internship like that unless you're fucking a rich yuppie. Now, her dedication shone through when the workers under those conditions for 15 years. Now, she either fled the Nazis and became friends with Einstein. Oh, I'm sorry. She also fled the fucking Nazis and became friends with Einstein. But remember how I said that he called her a genius? Well, in his eulogy for her when she died went like this. In the judgment of the most competent living mathematicians, Fraulein Noether was the most significant creative mathematical genius thus far produced since the higher education that women became. So shouts out to that bitch. Next one is Miss Kitty Smith, and uh, Miss Smith was an awesome sideshow performer, and she would write, paint, sew, play piano, and do woodwork without any hands. Bitch probably even blew bubbles out her coochie. Without, <laughs> no, actually, she she didn't even have arms because her abusive father birthed them beyond repair when she was nine years old. And after that, Smith pers uh, persevered, and, and after rehabilitation and, and education, she became a greater performer, lovingly called the Armless Dynamo. The author even forgiving her father in the memoir. That takes that takes a bold, fucking brave motherfucker for real. Next one is Miss Stephanie Queenie Saint Clair, uh, known as the Queen of Harlem. Miss Saint Clair made the neighborhood her home after she immigrated to the U.S. in 1912. Now, 20 years later, she ran the damn place with a crew that protected the residents with a fierce passion. That's kind of some gang shit, but that's what gangs were back in the day. Now, she had corrupt cops thrown out of the police force. And when the Bronx crime boss, Dutch Schultz, made his move into her territory, she forged an alliance that later led to his assassination. Afterwards, she left a letter on his deathbed that read, As ye sow, so ye shall reap. 
and you can see her as a supporting character in the films like Hoodlum and The Cotton Club, but she'd be a great leading lady. Wouldn't you think? Come on, that is what you would call a boss bitch. I'm sorry, all you bitches who think you bosses because you show your titties and your ass on the gram. Ain't give no fucks. This was a boss bitch. Next one is Kate Chopin. And several of Chopin's 19th century works have been turned into screenplays, but her life isn't interesting in itself. Now, happily married with six motherfucking children in the 1880s, everything changed for Chopin when both her husband and her died the same year. I'm sorry, sorry, her mother and her husband had died the same year. Now, living as a widow on a Louisiana plantation, Chopin's doctor convinced her that writing would be a great outlet for her deep depression so that she could work through her grief. Now, her short stories and essays proved to not only save her life through her passion for writing, but she was also pulled, she also pulled her family out of a financial ruin. I mean, this is back in the fucking day. And her novel, The Awakening, got terrible reviews when she first released it back in 1899, but now it's considered a masterpiece and a trailblazer for feminine literature. Now, another one, she was a bad Wadita, Miss Hedy Lamar. Lamar was a glamorous Hollywood starlet as well as an improvider inventor or innovative inventor because this nigga can't read, so forgive me. After escaping from her abusive arms, dealing husband, and she went on to uh, attempting to defeat the Nazis through applied sciences. Now, she and her composer friend, George Antheil, developed a frequency hopping, which was an advancement in torpedo systems that aimed to make them jam-proof. Now, the name we didn't really start using the technology until the 1960s, but Lamar's contributions later got recognition after her discoveries paved the way for widespread adoption of wireless communications. Now, then this kind of started with the World War II's and whatnot. Now, you know that this thing called cell phones and Wi-Fi use, well, at 83, Lamar was honored with the Electronic, uh, Electronic Frontier Foundation Pioneer Award, as well as the Bulby, B-U-L-B-I-E, a NAS Spirit of Achievement Award, which also recognized as the Oscar of Inventing. Another bad one was the, the Night Witches. And over the course of three years in World War II, a group of young women aged from like 17 to 26, they called the Night Bomber Regiment of the Soviet Air Force, flew 30,000 missions and dropped 23,000 tons of bombs on invading Nazis. Now, when, what's even crazier is that when they uh, preferred flying at night, hence the, you know, hence the name, they flew planes made out of plywood and canvas so that they could quietly sneak up on the motherfucking Germans. Well, when you talking about being a, getting a, a goddamn uh, hybrid car to try to do, pull a drive-by, that was the equivalent of this. Now, the next one is Miss Mary uh, Blair. And Blair was truly gifted because she was a painter who was had a vibrant imagination. She created imagery of an entire generation of Disney animation, such as the adventures of uh, Ichabod and Mr. Toad and Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, Cinderella. Now, originally, she wanted to go into the fine arts, but the depression drove her to animation. And it was in that profession that she found her passion for color and made groundbreaking designs. I mean, shit that we now deem as classics. I mean, in fact, it's Blair who credited with introducing Walt Disney to modern art. Disney even consulted her while he designed the famous It's a Small World ride. Shouts out to her. Shouts out to Miss uh, Josephine Baker. Baker was known for her flirty dancing routines and sparkling personality known as the hoe of the days forth. Uh, but no story about Baker would, would be complete without her history of espionage. Now, during World War II, the French resistance recruited Baker to be a spy, and her acceptance sounded like it came straight from a movie. France made me what I am. I will be grateful forever. 
the people of Paris have given me everything. They have given me their hearts, and they have given, and I have given them mine. I am ready, Captain, to live my life. You can use me as you wish. That sounds like a down-ass bitch right there. Now, since she was so beautiful and famous, no one thought twice about her being a spy. I mean, she was able to secure information from high-ranking access officials thanks to her international acclaim. I mean, to make things even better, she trained uh, in karate and was apparently such a great shot with the pistol she could take out a candle flame. Now, she hid notes in her under panties and delivered them with invisible ink on music pages. Pretty sure they smell delicious. Now, apart from narrowly escaping the Nazi forces, having a tremendous relationship with her intelligence contact, Jacques Opté, and being you know, decorated for valor by General Charles de Gualet, I don't know how you say his name, but she managed to maintain her awesome career as a performer. Not some motherfucking double agent that's, what is it, how they say about being a G in the streets, but a freak in the sheets? Yeah, baby. You do what you gotta do to hopefully save the day. And just because you give your pussy away to some motherfucker that works at Kroger, ain't the same thing, but you know what I'm talking about. God bless you, women. Amen to you. Yo, for real, no, no doubt, tell my mamas, tell my viejas, to ex-lovers, even the scoring bitches that fucking then stole my, my DVD series collection of the fucking community. Finals and, and multiple other DVDs. Pokemon cards. I have no man. ill will. I love y'all, and I hope that even though, I mean, I'd get in trouble for, for saying I have love for anyone other than my mama, my baby mama, but know that anytime I've been in a relationship or that I've, you know, I've had some kind of interaction, I've always hoped to have left things better than where they were before, whether with knowledge or just with some kind of uplifting, not only a good dickin', but I do want to put women up on game. And a lot of times, obviously, no, no one has better game than a woman, but in that very essence, women get played and, and run game upon just even harder. So I kind of wanted to go over a few, I guess you could call them tricky ways that uh, women's clothing industry is pretty much scamming y'all and getting you motherfuckers to fuck over, you know, wasting money, getting us in the whole loop-de-loop of having to keep up with the Joneses. Now, one of them is that some of y'all clothing, it's made on the cheap. Like, I'm talking about super ultra-thin fabric to where, I mean, it's going to, you know, be easily torn. And y'all women who shop at Forever 21 know exactly what I mean. Shoot is cute as hell. You know, looks adorable. But... You know, it's fucking dainty. Like literally, you fucking. If you're the type of, if you're the type of uncoordinational bitch that bumps into walls and and can't hit but fucking, you know, get jabbed by the corner of a door or table, please believe that that clothing is not gonna protect y'all, and it won't last. Another one is sometimes a lot of the clothing has unnecessary details. I'm talking about like the fake pockets, the fake zippers, fake buckles, fake buttons. Like, what the fuck is your purpose? That's the whole reason why they fucking sell you purses to go along with that motherfucker. Because, hey, you need the accessories, baby. And who's who's worth it more than you? But especially because they fucking lack goddamn actual accessories. Another one are, are fake sizes. Like back in the day, back in 1937, a 32-inch waist was considered a size 14. Which I'm sure, well, actually, I think the national average is size 16 nowadays. But let me show you how shit's gone astray and why now we live by unproportional sizes. And mind you, we are growing as a people. I mean, literally, like you take a per, an average person from today and match them up towards someone back in the day, it's gonna be we're significantly bigger. The hormones, the food, just the evolution in itself, we're just we're giants. You know, and I know my fat ass can't even fit into the goddamn America West strain of seating, and that shit's been seating since. I don't know, way back in the day, they just don't make, they just, we're bigger people. So now, again, 1967, that same size is considered an eight. 
that same size in 2016 is considered a zero. Motherfucker, can you imagine how humongous an elephant size you are compared to that shit back in the day? Now, another tricky shit is that sometimes the clothing, and this isn't just conspiracy theory, but this shit is designed to fall apart. So, again, you keep rebinding, you keep going for it, and what happens? Oh, they discontinued that line. Oh, this is something similar to it, but now you got to get this bitch and that shit to go and coordinate them in this motherfucker. So that's how they get you. Another, another made-up shit are all the fucking fashion seasons. Now, back in the day, you had your spring, your summer for light wear, and then your fall and your you know winter for heavier sort of shit to you know keep you warm. Now you have all these shits that change every two fucking weeks. Again, it's just made so your ass can go back and keep it shopping. And yes, it's therapy and you feel much better, but motherfucker, they're raping your wallets. And it ain't no good, baby. It really ain't. And what especially is no good is a lot of the clothing is made with hazardous waste chemicals. I'm talking about fucking formaldehyde levels of clothing. You look at the little tag of that besides where it says cotton and polyester, it has all these chemicals that can literally fucking give you skin disease and then even fucking make you barren where you ain't, you know, you can't have any fucking kids. Now, granted, most bitches shouldn't be having kids, especially with piece of shit niggas that, that be fucking, you know, with them or that they're supporting. But all the more, I mean, you don't want to have your that power that God gave you to be able to create taking away over some fucking shit that looks super cute around your neck. And now another one, and this is probably like the, I mean, the biggest one now as an artist, you know, you want to be credited for your work. But one of the fucking fucked up things they do, they'll take like a Picasso painting or something way more abstract that I, I have no idea about. And they'll put that shit on a goddamn skirt. Now, urban outfitters can claim, you know, that this is, you know, hipster trend a la mode suck a dicky. But it doesn't mean that that shit ain't fucking stolen. Now, mind you, you might not give a fuck because, hey, it looks cute on me. But, hey, they charge you $80 for something that's going to rip in about two weeks. That, again, it's taken out of someone else's mouth that's, you know, it just it, it loses its, I don't know. There's just there's a value system that I feel has gone and most people nowadays but again just some of the ways that the clothing industry just likes to shit on you ain't no ain't no much more to say about that you gotta be smart and hey this could be the jewel in me but i would say go to a fucking thrift store because if it's if it's if it's strong enough to last the test of time to still be resold after i don't know how many fucking years and be vintage on top of it you really can't go wrong, now can you? Now, speaking of vintage, and this is kind of the last little shout out that I want to give out to the ladies. Uh, again, not only in recognition of uh, International Women's Day, but also because she was kind of a pioneer. And she put up with a lot of shit to kind of to kind of make things as easy as it is for you know women nowadays. Uh, and she passed away not too long ago. Um, but Miss Mary Tyler Moore... She died at 80. I mean, this bitch battled diabetes. She had brain surgery back in 2011 or 2014. I mean, she was an actor. She was a producer, a motherfucking seven-time Emmy Award winner. I mean, this woman not only had just one of those fucking smiles that kind of brighten up your day or made you feel funny in your pants, but she really, I mean, kind of, she took it the norm from a woman you know being stuck as a housewife to her being like a, a single woman you know living in new york fucking working in the newsroom i mean she really paved the way for like your tina Fey's, you know and shit like that like tina Fey to me she's one of my favorite jews i mean she didn't lose virginity till 22 or 25 and you know god bless her she's you know mar happily married has a child like she's so smart she's so witty she started fucking i mean her, her work on snl and 30 rock alone i think is what makes her fucking perpetual and great besides the multiple movies that she's done shout out to baby mama and my baby mama but she's just she like again 
kind of actually just broke the norm and and made it not so i mean because it, it was very uh, i don't say caveat but it was just it was very just it, it was outside the norm to see a woman do anything like that and we don't think of that shit nowadays because we've again most people who are listening to this have lived their life you know being able to do whatever the fuck they wanted but be back in the day all that shit if you could be anything you want to be it wasn't necessarily so and even though you might say that we live in a man's fucking world i mean women could rule this motherfucker if they weren't being pipped themselves so again i want to give a shout out to her smile at mary tyler moore why wow, my tongue twisting her name i'm completely sober i swear to god it feels like 10 years now but again Shouts out to her, and I hope that we can have women that can aspire to, again, breaking against the mold. Not to say that I don't prefer my woman butt naked, barefoot, pregnant inside the kitchen, you know, because I do. And, you know, that's my preference, and that's just me as a misogynistic male. But, I mean, women who can go out there and, again, make shit happen, ain't no one greater than you, mamas. Ain't no one, I'm telling you. It's a pig's pussy pork. All right, do you remember that 70s show? Do you remember Hyde? Uh, his name is Danny Masterson, I think so. so. Sounds like a slave owner. And I guess he was hit with the lawsuit claiming that he had sexually assaulted three bitches. Uh, and and the, all the claims stem from him being a Scientologist and then being part of the Klan. And I'm not too sure what kind of fucked up initiation ritual that they have out there. But he's claiming all these shits because they are kind of uh, loosely tied to Leah uh, Ramini. Who's the little cutie pie from uh, King of Queens? Remember the wife? Fucking real strong, joyzy sounding bitch. Well, apparently she has a show on A&E right now called, you know, Leah Remy or Remini Scientology in the aftermath. So a, a lot of times, and we've heard this since the fucking the Tom Cruise days, and motherfuckers having to be forced to, you know, cure themselves. And although I feel like we have that power and that ability, motherfucker, if you're bleeding, you might want to seek a doctor. If you're, you know what I'm saying vomiting or diarrheing at a machine gun rate i mean you're gonna probably want to see a physician a lot of times we hey we do have the power to cure ourselves but again i don't know and i don't want that that ain't the conversation for today but i'm just saying you remember that motherfucker i can't believe he gets into some shit but i could almost kind of see it because what's her name oh shit ashton kutcher's bitch uh, oh my goodness, how can I forget her name? Little uh, Mina Kunis? Mina Kunis? Some shit, I can't really butcher her name. But that little bitch, you know, she was only 14 years old when she when she started the role. She had lied to the producers of the show, which I'm not too sure why these motherfuckers didn't check some ID or, you know, that's the whole reason why bitches back in the day would get into fucking porn and strip teasing because no one fucking checked the goddamn ID. Anyways, Hyde, who eventually ends up, not to spoil you, a fucking 10 year old, 20 year old show already, but eventually. <laughs> at the end of it kind of hooks up with there and yada yada I'm pretty sure you're legal by that age but I mean come on now you seem to grow up dog you're gonna be able to put your dick in there I'm gonna give you the same fucking look I would give Woody Allen like really motherfucker your stepdaughter I mean sure they kind of lasted the test of time they stood together but still motherfucker you saw her grow guilty Alright, so do y'all remember Stacey Dash, the little nigga from Clueless? Which I laugh because she's edging over 50 years old now and she's still considered the quote unquote clueless actress, which definitely does not roll up the con- does not roll up the tongue too kindly or too fondly. And I guess she's been downplaying the exit uh, from the Fox Network, which again is kind of what she's been known for as of lately. I mean, she's on and off actress. She's I guess been an author or some shit. Don't know the name of the book. Y'all could Google it. And now she again was a, a Fox contributor, which was fucking the most like 
mind-boggling shit. Because not to say that a black woman can be Republican, because I know there's a lot of them out there. Matter of fact, they fucking fleet the slaves. You know, the white man loves to mention how they fucking fleet the slaves. But she went opposed to the Obama bit Biden thing. She was with the Romney Ryan party, which a lot of motherfuckers are really rooting for. I mean, you just you can't win against a nigga. It was just a change of times. And, and then she was one of the first supporters of Trump. Yeah, you might want to hate the bitch over this shit, but she was one of the first vocal people, probably one of the first few blacks, because she really was trying to ride the coattails on the shit. But still, yet still, after fucking rooting for the white man, bitch still got fired from all fucking Fox News, which people can arguably say is one of the most racist networks out there. And even though they had their beef with fucking Trump, I mean, who's to say there's ties between that? I don't know. They they say that she hasn't been actively employed there or used since September. We didn't get news of this shit until January. Again, after post-election shit I'm not too sure if this is kind of a stake to say Motherfucker This is one of your bitches You take this nigga back Cause we don't want her But I just I really just can't believe As old as she is Is that she still has these homophobic You know Transgender You know um, Shits In between And then also just You know Kind of has been considered Like the uncle Or the auntie Tom uh, you know, of the generation, which again is, is not a good look. I mean, she's beautiful. That's vintage vagina right there. But my nigga, alright. So Miss Michaela Newman, uh, best known for saying. And this was back in the summer 2014. Now she's now uh, trying to crowdfund at a GoFundMe page for a cosmetics line. You go get a woman who obviously just became a meme. I, I I love the version of where they add the Bill Cosby music <laughs> to to this bitch, and she didn't get no fucking royalties off it. A lot of no other one. binders and shit like that made definitely lucrative careers, like your Britney Furman showing the titties off on network TV and Instagram pages and YouTubes. Like, but this woman did not, you know, she got made fun of, she got used, but she just never you no know, got screw. any dividends off of it. So she's trying to create a GoFundMe page to, I think, to, to do a makeup line and hair extensions, which is just a super... Nigga. Urban, this is to be real African American kind of thing to do, uh, but again, it's definitely a product line that will make some money. So she's trying to reach for a hundred thousand dollars. The last time I checked, I think she reached thirteen or fourteen thousand. So people are actually contributing, but that's just a whole lot of money. So again, if you appreciate her enough to make her dreams come true, go holler at a GoFundMe page, right? Yo, Gwyneth Paltrow and the Real Housewives of Atlanta stars are advising to putting some Jed eggs up in your snatch. But doctors are warning against it. Now, Goop has gone a little too far. Now, Gwyneth Paltrow's little lifestyle blog uh, recommended that women put jade eggs up their vaginas to strengthen their pelvic floor muscles and improve sex life. The jade eggs, a.k.a. yoni eggs, uh, garnered even more attention when Portia Williams, who's a cute, cute little thing, I never really heard of her before, or I don't know if that's her. Now, there's some light skin, bitch. I'll play the clip. And uh, Shamia Morton tried them out in a recent episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, but doctors are saying, bitch, don't do it because you shouldn't put rocks inside your lady parts. Now, the bizarre trend began when Goop posted on the article earlier in the last month, back, back in January, actually, called Better Sex uh, Jade Eggs for Your Yoni in which actress and beauty blogger Shiva Rose answered questions about the practice. Now, she claims that the yoni eggs, the yoni meaning the womb or sacred place, call it the kitty cat, I know my family call it the cookie, are a strictly guarded secret of Chinese royalty. That And now that's kind of a thing because, you know, they say the Asian women get the tightest snatches. I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't got to test it. Now, and the fans say that the regular use increases their chai, their, or I'm sorry, their chi, 
the orgasms and fucking vaginal muscle tone and hormonal balance and feminine energy in general. Now, whether that's just true or not, you only know if you put a rock up in your snatch. But the article says that women of any age, once sexually active, can benefit from the egg and that they can be uh, key in regular daily practices. Now, even to point out that some women prefer to sleep with the egg still in them. To use them, Rose said that you first boil her eggs to make sure that it's clean and also perform several spiritual rituals, including putting it under the light of the full moon or burning sage. Now, because the eggs absorbs energy, once inserted, has incredible cleaning and cleansing powers, this bitch says. Now, Goop also added that jade eggs are in storage for only 55 to $66 and that they sold out quickly. I remember fucking, um, was it not Forever 21? It was Nordstrom selling a fucking egg in a pouch. Now, it was a fucking rock. Literally a, a shaven handmade supposedly fucking rock goddamn them anyways however women's health experts are, are advising people to steer clear from the eggs for several fucking reasons now the stones are really porous or porous and i'm not sure how you say that word so i'm not sure how it could be cleaned or sterilized between uses and then adding that these gems could carry bacteria and potentially cause infections now, that's especially an issue when one of the recommended ways for you to do it is to sleep with it in there. But Dr. Gunter warns that there are always risks of eggs could get stuck and <laughs> says that using a heavy rock is not the best way to strengthen muscles anyway. Now, you want to contract and relax, not have your muscles contract continuously, she said. Now, contracting constantly is like doing half of a bicep curl and not finishing it. That's fucking true. Now, it's not how you work the muscle. It's just what you do with that muscle. So, again, ladies, as much as you want to maybe... You know, go back to factory setting. And some women, that, that crazy fucking Puerto Rican, had just a way of just fucking souping shit back in together. And it was like, like I said, factory settings. But again, you don't want to fucking put these shits up in your snatch. Not only can they keep going up, but I mean, there's just no telling what kind of org, uh, fucking organs they can fucking hit. And on top of that, I mean, shit. If you can be picky, I mean, as you should be about what kind of dick you put up inside you, how the fuck are you going to put a goddamn rock with all these fucking minerals? Now, I can understand you know, wanting to do the new agey thing and you might fucking use crystals as fucking deodorant, but bitch, you stink. And these rocks ain't going to smell that much more better. I'm just sorry. Yoni is a sacred word for the womb and the vagina. And basically, you're going to insert this egg inside of you just like you would insert a tampon. Take it to the next level. And the Yoni egg will help my JJ be tight and right. It's for fertility, and it also enhances your sex life. Ooh. To get it out, you literally lay an egg like a chicken. That's what we're here for. What the fuck? All right, so this is my last little story for the day. And it's not, I think it's kind of a what the fuck, because I would have never thought this shit would have happened. And some people can say on some culture culture shit, trying to cash in on the whole, you know, fight against the Muslims. Um, but Nike has actually invented, or not invented, but they introduced a new product for most women called the Pro Hijab, or Hijab, however the fuck you say, but Nike's going to soon begin selling a performance hijab for Muslim women athletes. Now, the head cover called the Nike Pro Hijab boasts a single layer of pull-on design made from lightweight polyester and dark neutral colors, and the fabric's tiny holes will make it breathable while remaining a pock or a poke or however you say it's a requirement for hijab uh, wearing women. Now, Nike said that it began developing the hijab after some Muslim athletes compared or complained about wearing a traditional headscarf during competitions. Now, the design process took about 13 months, and the final product will be available for sale as soon as spring of 2018. Now, uh, 
I think it's a good look. I think it's kind of like, why wasn't it done sooner? I well, some would argue that if it wasn't for you know just the fight and ban against these people, that again it's just a thing to kind of bring us closer together and then you know make a little bit of money off the top of it. But I think it's it is a good look. And whether or not it will get more women to convert, I mean, that's that's kind of a fucking far stretch. But in all essence, you definitely got to fucking say. All right, so at the end of the evening of the Women's International Day, I was actually able to link up with a good old pal of mine. Unfortunately, it wasn't in Mr. Arizona first. It was another good homie of mine, but we'll call him uh, Mr. DFC. And um, it was his birthday. He was celebrating, so we went to go get a few drinks. And we kind of, you know, we had us some good conversations. I didn't decide to, you know, kind of start recording until we got all the super personals out the way. Uh, but there's the first segment you're about to hear, range of stuff from uh, just good old hip-hop shit, from, from history to who won the battle between Jack Cole and Kendrick Marcus. For some reason, even two years after the whole recording of the Pimp a Butterfly or the 2014 Forest Hills Drive, we're still talking about who had the better shit. Because honestly, it's been a but shit since then if we can all agree which i'm sure we have or could so i hope it's uh, interesting to you the way i feel about hip-hop music is that it doesn't stay in the same way as other music genres popularity doesn't matter in hip-hop because it never was popular people who live in the neighborhoods that these are people who are from are not popular you know you may say like oh these kids over here you mean because it's are, originally based yeah, yeah. So again, it's from the streets of New York and Harlem, you know. It was a Harlem or Bronx. Yeah, I think it was. It Bronx. was Harlem. That's originally where it started. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from the subways and stuff like that. Of kids that just needed to do something because they're too tired of their mom doing crack cocaine and crack babies. Crack babies. Yeah, them doing drugs and being in the streets. So popularity was never the thing. It was about expressing yourself. You know, right. being able to get your heart out. Talking about the struggles. The struggles. Yeah. yeah. And more, more than the struggle, but, like, being able to convey. These are Maya Angelos in these neighborhoods, but they didn't get respect. Maya Angelou was from the States? No, it was Maya. Well, Maya Angelou, she's the one that... Um, the poet, the, the right? The poet, yeah. Okay. She's, she's from here, and she's from the South. Okay. But, like... Um, like, on some... T- on some uh, Gloria... Oh, not Gloria Tubman. Who was, who was Miss Tubman's first name? Harry Tubman. Harry Tubman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On some Underground Railroad nigga shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Negro so, spirituals. Yeah, spiritual. More to the style. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was actually, it was on uh, Fire Squad. Fire Squad. I, I give him credit. I mean, I give him credit because he does have some good material. But again, being poetic and being able to express yourself in certain ways so is very important with that music genre. You know, like, the, I mean, I love my boy Juicy J and like Gucci Mane. We're banging the club, <laughs> but they have no substance. And you right. can sell me albums you want, but right. that doesn't mean you have credibility as a human being okay. or even as a poet. Right. The music is all about being poetic, you know. Which is why Common is considered a poet, even though they yeah. had a sad card. And he, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was what it would be, you know, like songs like Go and stuff like that. Yo, in which case, was where I laughed so much because that chorus came from a fucking John Mayer song. Yes. <laughs> it's like, like you, you, that's the ultimate. Like, I'm taking it back to the back to my people because I'm stealing this from a white man. If yes, I, yes. We could blame Kanye for that, though. Yeah, Kanye too. Well. No. Louis Vuitton on. But, so, uh, what was the shit that you were saying about your boy or your family-in-law talking about J. Cole being the best album of well, that okay, year? Yeah, yeah, well, In comparison so, to what, Kendrick? So his, um, so his argument was that Forest Drive was better than uh, Tipping Butterfly. <clears throat> that's some bullshit. And that's bullshit. Nothing was more political and more in tune with the times yes. 
So again, so hip hop doesn't necessarily mean that people are copying your shit and it's dope. It has nothing to do with that because popular music is all about who plays your shit more. Right. It's about how you touch people more. Right. And how you influence the world. And we can go back to, to politics in the sense that Hillary won the electoral votes. Yeah. That bitch and then fucking win the race. Now, yes. And that's sometimes that happens in life. That you may be better, but you're not the best. But someone you beats you win. out. You didn't win. But because you're a loser doesn't mean you're a loser. Because you impact more people as being the loser because you you did the fight the fight for people. Right. You, you, you won the, the respect of the people. I think that's the whole class. I, I feel like that's kind of a generational thing then because that's kind of like I think that's why most young cats yeah. will go. I don't know why they gear more towards the J. Coles. Is it because he's just more easy listening? Yeah. Not so heavy in topic, more catchy. I think because I think um, I'm not sure if it's generational, educational, but feeding into what the meaning, what does, what, what you're saying is going to impact. Other people, because you get young niggas who will say every, every, straight up and down, Drake is the best fucking rapper. Yeah, but really, like I said, there's a difference between album sales yeah. and actual impactfulness. Yeah. So like, again, there's some good stuff Drake says. Like, he's one of the only rappers I know that is like very sensitive, because some stuff he says is really sensitive, really to the deep. Like Marvin's room, I don't care who you are. Yo. When when you were like breaking up with your girlfriend, you're like fuck that nigga. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because Yo, one thing that I think it's really slept on. Do you remember that Kendrick was actually on the studio version of that fucking song? He came at the yes. very fucking end of Marvin's room. <laughs> yeah. No one ever fucking mentions that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So again, like, so being, but again, when he's saying, I, "I'm trigger happy to make my niggers happy," like, <laughs> you know that part? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yolo. Mm -hmm. That's not him. And I think he's feeding that persona of pop culture and being... Definitely. Because, I mean, that, not to say that Canada doesn't fucking have its ghettos, but come on now. No, no, but he's been through some shit as, you know, as a single mother and father being a pimp, pimp daddy. Was either. it? That, he was... I mean, he talks about how his dad's from Memphis and he was kind of mm -hmm. was pimping and wasn't really around. He likes his dad because he was cool, but it doesn't mean he respects his dad because he's... There was some kind him. of shit, too, some kind of controversy going on about him publicizing... What's his new album called? The, the Life? Something or, like that, because I know he did the, the six. Lives. He did the six, and then something after that. But and there's another album that's kind of in limbo right now because I'm not too sure if it's gonna be published or published through the Cash Money record shit, which I don't know yeah. if he's out of that contract already, or again, because he pretty much, I mean, he's under Apple Music now, so whether or not he yeah. still owes his other niggas money, <laughs> he's now trying to get a bigger check by getting. Because think about it, if if you're gonna be like, especially with a Apple apps. Yeah. Or some sort of Apple store shits, or even iTunes, or even you fucking YouTube. If you're sponsored in part by, or if you're one of those shits mm -hmm. that's forced upon, you're purposely put at the top of a fucking scale of trending. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty much you bought your way into it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, again, there's always like this. I like an artist because they were independent, and now they're in a label. They sell out. I respect you making your money. That's that's life. Yeah, everyone yeah, do wants to do better do. for themselves. Yeah, but. I think as long as you, you know, you make your cash, but be able to respect yourself at the end of the day, you know, like some artists kind of don't respect themselves. Like, uh, well, see, wouldn't you say that Drake's probably not, not to call him a culture vulture because I know that that fucking term gets thrown around loosely. Yeah. But I mean, does he not jump on other people's styles? Does he not have? We have evidence of him, you know, using someone as a what do they call it? A, not a, a pre-tracking, but a yeah, like a starting of it. Like you know, he's he's using a certain cadence. Yeah. And again, capitalizing on that, the fact that they're unknown artists, and you know. Yeah, yeah, and kind of bring his credibility back to where he was before with his mix tapes. 
because you're hip. You're fucking, you're, you know what I'm saying, something new. Like, yeah. even with that fucking Ray Shermer shit, like, I can't <laughs> fucking stand how the fuck, I mean, I respect Will, uh, Will uh, Mike Will made it. Yeah, yeah. That producer, he makes hits. Yeah. I started laughing so much with that Black Beetle nonsense because you've probably seen the videos people doing the fucking the pause dancing bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah, the posturing. Is yeah, like... and I mean, I feel like once you made it on Ellen, I mean, you pretty much you're you're on the top of pop culture. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly what it is. Because <laughs> Ellen makes you pop culture. Because she is pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't talk of a big, bigger demographic than a fucking a gay lesbian fucking shit. Woman that, with a beautiful wife. <laughs> does she have a beautiful wife? Oh, she's gorgeous. I thought she divorced. Oh, I don't know. Well, either that. fucking which way. I mean, you're fucking, you're capitalizing on a fucking sort of thing. That's why I always say yeah. to myself, like, if I get a gay artist, it's going to make the fucking most money because they, they say, <clears throat> statistically wise, that a woman is going to, is usually what, who, who, Buys more shit, even though the yeah. man, not to be sexist, who could be the main money generator, because obviously we see the women now taking the head head of the household kind of shits. Yeah, yeah. They claim that again. And today is International Women's Day, so it is. It is, it is, it is <laughs> Women's International Day. I actually, yeah. had a little segment I was talking about that. Well, I'll bring that shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, so going back to the the the, the whole to Pimper Five versus the Forest Forest Drive. What I felt like was important was. The way that J. Cole was doing things was not very culturally nor historically sound. You know, like, so when he was doing the song like uh, his first time, you know, the, that one song that, you know, um, was. Was it on the album or was the album before? It was on the album where he was like, you know, talking about how he was going to meet a girl. Yeah. He was very nervous. He's talking big talk. We've all been there. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. We all yeah, talk this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh, the first, first girl was with the, she was like a semi porn star. She's been with like forty guys, and I told her, "Sure, I've been with ten women." It was, you know, it was my first time, you know. And um, really, you lost your shit to uh, to older women? Yeah, yeah, but she was like semi a porn star, you know. She was all no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is down here in AZ or in Cali? It's here in Phoenix. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yo, I don't even know how. We, I we actually that. have a lot of fucking uh, fucking porn actresses. Not, not, it's, not it's, only Jim Davidson, but yeah. yeah, Scott Stale. Fucking, that's just a, a big fucking. Oh yeah, she was really like the whole. Um, the whole couch Casting thing. Casting couch. Casting yeah. couch. Oh, man. Dude. Well, yeah, getting off topic, though. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so, again, it's more kind of individual, which is fine. You know, it's all good. Too but true. when you're saying, I love myself, that's... You're talking about Kendrick? By Kendrick. Uh-huh. With, uh, with that I album. I love myself. Yeah. That's digging deeper into a people. Can I mention something? Uh-huh. One of the most dopest things that I thought about that song, and I'm not sure if this is me sucking his dick uh, as far as him being an artiste, yeah. but in the studio-released album, mm-hmm. he does not have a studio version of that song, which I think is the most... Yeah. I, I don't know what to think of it because he has... Obviously, the music video was a studio version of it, but in the album itself... Mm-hmm. He had a live version, which some people can say. At least I will definitely. Oh say, no, no, no! Don't get me wrong. Hip hop well, live is when I, shit. No, you know. when I heard that, like on the album the first time, and I heard that it was live, and then the the people it pissed me the, the fuck off. I it mean, was crazy. it was telling a story. Yeah. About him kind of standing up and having to really be real with these people. Yeah. I don't know if it was an artistic uh, uh, highway or route to say, hey, look, this yeah. is my biggest single, but you know what? I'm not gonna give you a fucking studio version because I'm real. No, I and I, that's what I liked about it was that. He didn't really give a shit that the album had that. I think he it was more important to him about expressing, mm-hmm. talking to his people. And again, that's again that's why I think this album is important is that it talks to the, the people. And then like throughout the album, it's like it's a poem. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I was in the um, hotel and I start screaming, you know, talking about the uh, ah, Nelson Mandela. Yes. Again, and then at the end, he's talking to fucking Tupac. Yeah. About what he felt like it was. A little interview, the, interview. The interview about what it would have been like to talk to him and be able to express his way his feelings. So I, again, I feel like it was it's more cultural and more impactful in the way he was speaking and what, the, what he was saying in that album than that than the Forest Forest Drive. Does it not say something that these albums are two years old technically? Because I was what back in 014, yeah. and we're still talking about this shit today. In in, in a basic and, and not too many albums at any kind of era were kind of so intertwined with each other to their importance to people. Right. Because I mean I don't remember a time where it was like two albums compare them to each other mm-hmm. and talk about them since. And like I said, I feel like that's a real. That, this is the reason why I keep saying it's a generational thing because again, you get the younger heads who are who, who for some reason they gravitate towards like Kendrick, the uh, J. Cole's yeah. simply because of it being more maybe radio friendly. Yes. Like and for example, like I mentioned earlier, but I've been really stuck on the Fat Jeremy Mob album, Mother Pato Blomo. <laughs> it really has a lot of fucking radio cuts, and yeah, and it's kind of like eh, because you're, you're thinking, okay, well these are motherfuckers from the Bronx, and yeah. people are gonna be from the streets, but yet they have a more commercial album. Ask to let's compare it to Big Baby Drum. Yeah, you fucking fucked with his album. But then like so, if we're, if we're looking back at Kanye West's music, his first album, you know, called Dropout, that was very commercial. Yes. Well, do you think so? Oh, yeah, no doubt. But see, because the reason why I say it's not commercial, it wasn't a commercial album because he had a press, he had to invest his own money into fucking pushing so hardcore, yeah. having like fucking four different music videos for fucking Jesus Watch. Yeah. Which was a big push against him because he even said in the later rhyme, he goes, I made Jesus Watch, so I'll never go into hell. Yeah. Or some shit like that. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I don't know. <clears throat> but again, like, I, I feel like with that album, it was a bit different because you know, when we look back at Cause Dropout, we more we appreciated more for what it was, which was very real. Yes. I mean, through the wire, before he got a car accident, and he was expressing how he felt with that. But then, we when we look at Jesus stuff like that, the other brilliant albums, they didn't have that person. That person. Well, he was already commercially successful by then, so yeah. it was technically not a fucking. Besides him bitching about getting in the fashion industry and shit like that, that's outside of the realm of it being a musical thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Because <clears throat> then there's that balance between being commercially successful doesn't mean that your album wasn't great. Well, because one of the biggest bitches that people had about Yeezus is that it, it was sonically something because it had a lot of distortion. It had a lot of what you would hear in most rock thrash albums. Yeah. Very raw, very fucking... It was kind of screechy. It was kind of like... Well, it was very like Run DMC when they did Aerosmith. See, now that was a big culture shock just because... I mean, mind you, hip-hop's been sampling from other genres since the beginning. That's kind of where it originated from. Yeah. I mean, we could say that it... Because most 90s hip-hop based itself off of jazz. Mm-hmm. But think about it beforehand, especially when you mentioned Run DMC, mm-hmm. them sampling Aerosmith. Like, that's as classic rock as you could fucking get. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not jazz-worthy for any fucking means, no matter yeah. how, how much crooning fucking Tyler Perry does. Isn't it Tyler yeah. Perry? Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Perry. Well, I know. Liv Tyler, no, Liv Tyler's the daughter. Whatever the fuck, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with the big lips. Yeah. And then with the, um, <clears throat> I think the whole jazz scene really came out for after a track called Quest. Yes. I mean, we were just bumping, bumping I, fucking, was it? The uh, Low End Theory, theory yeah. which was the most classic album. Yes. I honestly didn't give the new album a fucking listen because I, I remember here, I got really excited when I saw them on SNL. Yeah. Um, I forget the name of this fucking single. 
but yeah, it was something. It, it was a tribute to fucking Five Dog for the most part, but it, yeah. just, it seemed very just ill balanced just because it just it wasn't. Well, again, like I, I listened to the recent Della Soul album. Um, did that one, love dude? I haven't there. fucking fucked with them since Grind Date. Yes, I don't know if you remember Grind Date. I remember the Grind Date, and then I listened to that, and so like again, like I was talking about like the impact, like with Three Feet High and Rising. When you know me, myself, and I, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that track? Those tracks like that, uh, Pajos in my lawn. They were again; those were kind of impacting, you know, because again, it started reflecting on yourself, and it started reflecting on the hippie. Yeah, you know, which which back in the day you would be considered a weirdo. Like yeah, now yeah, it's yeah. more culturally they, embraced because, and, and then they were like embracing that. You know, I'm African American, and I don't dress a certain way. I don't act a certain way. I embrace who I am. You know, I like the colors. I like being more African. You know, being flamboyant in a sense. You know, beyond your Zulu Nation of shits. Yeah, well, they were hardcore the Zulu yeah. Nation. You know, like them and the Nature Boys brothers, and you know, and then um, the Tri Called Quest. They were really into the, the roots. So, like, again, kind of going off. Roots, shout out to fucking Black. Uh, was it not Black Quest? Not Quest Love. Black Thought. Who's yeah. the fucking lead rapper of fucking... I didn't know this nigga can sing. It wasn't yeah. until I seen this motherfucker <laughs> on the goddamn Jimmy Fallon show singing. I'm like, nigga, is that you? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so again, so like looking at the impact via just the popularity, again, it's being able to be different and be able to express yourself in ways that impact multiple people. You know, again, when Ray to Die came out, when Biggest Smalls, he was talking about death. And again, we kind of talk about biggest right. fucking foreshadowing you can ever fucking. No, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. That's the only thing with fucking with, with Tupac, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, him and Tupac were. But again, I mean, Tupac had great music and he was very influential in New um because he's from Harlem. He's a New York guy. Right. He, you know, he was, I thought it was Philly. Well, so what happened? He was from New York. He was born in East Harlem. Then he was actually he, he went, went to, to Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay. And then, the arts and yeah, and then he actually moved to Northern California. The whole the whole idea of him being in Southern California is confusing to me because he, I mean, if you're a Californian, you wouldn't even respect the man because of it. But I mean, he was so influential. So yeah. yeah, you know, so impactful with the Snoop Dogs and everyone that he was able to fit in that culture. Do you feel like getting shot at? Do you feel like if it wasn't for because it wasn't until what Me Against the World came out where he was locked up in jail that he got his fucking death row contract? Because isn't that how it yeah. happened? Like, Suge Knight fucking told him, hey, I'm going to bail you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever fucking oh, man. That, that whole relationship was, was But I'm going to fuck you into this contract. Oh, yeah, yeah. Suge Knight is a is very Trump-like man. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, that supposedly he's in jail right now. He's even he's not, he's not even allowed phone calls because of how impactful his ass can be in the inside. Oh, yeah. He's very influential. He's a nice, great great guy. And I'm <laughs> okay, but yeah. So, like, talking about, like, ready to die. So, like, songs like Suicidal Thoughts. Which is a high topic even in our, our current state, Especially state of life. Especially with mental health being such a fucking big thing and people being so up upfront about their <clears throat> suicidal tendencies. Yeah. Yeah, so, and uh, that, that that was very impactful. And the way he was speaking, so, like, going back all the way to what I was first bringing up was, like, being poetic, you know, like, warning. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is this? Page forty-six in the morning, crack it down, and yeah, was like Santa Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, it paints a picture. You know, like I mean, I give Eminem credit. That's what an artist does. They can yeah. paint a picture for yeah, you. Yeah, because I get I give Eminem people like that credit because when Stan came out, that changed my life. You know, because no. <laughs> you know, because that was like some real. I don't think anyone had done multiple. Um, 
not to say views, because he spoke in first person, third person, yeah. speaking from the angle of a fucking angry, obsessed fucking fan, a stand, so yeah. to speak. So, yeah, that was a fucking big fucking deal. He, he, I don't know, man, he spoke for multiple people. People give a lot of shit right now because of his quote-unquote scream rap that he does now. Yeah, yeah, You think that's sobriety fucking yelling at his ass, or does that, you think that's just him being angry at the system? A little right? bit of both. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think Am is just going through a lot as a human being and as an artist. Have you yeah. seen his daughter? Haley, she, I She's a beautiful woman now. Which is why he reserved her for so long. Makes sense. Keeping her from the world, and now you, know, oh, you can't really hide that shit. Like we see fucking uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson's kids. Oh yeah, uh, I forget what her name is, but she's fucking beautiful. Yeah, and, and we see pictures of her in a fucking bikini with yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. fucking unknown. And then you know all the celebrities, too. Snoop Dogg's kid playing football, and then P Diddy's kid, and now he's whacking people. Yo, I, <laughs> that shit happened years ago, and yet that's yeah. still the first thing I fucking think about. And fucking pimps having a goddamn coach because he's so entitled. And I feel oh, like yeah. that that comes with with riches, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel entitled. I mean, and again, like, even though, like, the whole bad boy is gone, he's still a bad boy. He still thinks it's running and the shit's popping, but... <laughs> the last I went for him was, like, I think it was called Min- Min- Midnight Train to, to Paris, Paris or something yeah. like that. And I'm, like, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, like, he really... I don't know what the fuck it means. Is so, he still with Casey? Cassie? He might be. Uh, I think Cassie. I, don't know. I kind of fell in love with her more when she Cassie was amazing with her haircut. Yo, when she shaved her head, like oh, man, a beautiful. little bit of dikiness. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I keep, I keep. My girl calls me fucking gay for liking dyke bitches, but fucking oh shit, popping yeah. off. It might have been good, but who knows? It's live in the hood. Drive-bys. I think I got pits. All right, but okay. So I guess I could wrap this up. So yeah. So we're to the whole influentiality of being African American with. Making your words mean something, you know, like the Maya Angelos and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> it's important that um, as the music that they, as hip hop keeps on progressing into shitty music. You talking about the mumble rap of today? Mumble rap and a lot of like, uh, you know, metaphors and stuff like that. Is because again, all because something sounds dope don't mean it is dope. Right. You know, like, when, I, mean, I, I think I think I think Lil Wayne kind of ruined it for all of us. And after the Carter two, you know, like Mars Bar uh, Carter three, I thought was a cohesive. Uh, what's what's it called when you have a concept record? Yeah. Even though I don't want to give him that much fucking credit, but it did kind of all tie in together. No, 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 no. Again, like it's it's funny. It's it's all good and stuff like that. You know, the way he was mixing certain words and different things. And we saw Eminem fun. do it. Eminem fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he loves he loves together. doing that. But um, yeah, so like, let's let's. Uh, it's important to focus on what the message is and how it pit, it draws a picture to you. All because something rhymes and you think about it doesn't mean it's really saying anything. You know. So because and um, again going back to the generational thing, because he's rhyming, sing songy shit that can sound catchy. Yeah. And I'm playing devil's advocate when I say this, but yeah. it is again finding some kind of it's influencing, but it's finding a. Um, uh, fucking demographic yeah. to where again it's somehow people are, are gravitating towards it yeah. whether that's show boastiness if you want to call it that yeah yeah no way it just, is I mean the sheer fact that people just again I feel like messages and again the way that us humans communicate now than in the 80s and the 90s it's way different you know you have social media where we're sending messages to each other that's 120 characters 
or limiting it to yeah we're limiting it to ourselves to the way we speak to each other and then like we're not even speaking to each other we're doing it through phones yeah. through social media I mean shit you can, like you can send a bitch a text that says sup and sup. she sends your goddamn address location fucking settings and you can follow that yeah. bitch fucking put your privacy location on so you can fucking mm-hmm. GPS and your phone already knows where you're at all times yeah. so that's never a secret but uh, yeah so like I think the way we're communicating with each other is what's kind of losing the way we're expressing ourselves. I think I feel like we're putting too much out there for people and and social medias that shouldn't be the way that we're expressing ourselves. We should have other. We do it so so drastically and so yeah, yeah. abruptly. That I mean, shit. Like I remember when I had a Facebook. Anytime me and my my girlfriend at the time, wife now, uh, we would argue. I would just throw it out there. And just have everyone see it. I don't give a fuck. And it was like, ha-ha, give it to her. You know, back in the 80s and 90s when we didn't have social media and stuff like that, we had to express each other. Yeah. We had no choice. Right. But I feel like that's the way we got our message out, and I feel like that's what's more substance. It's all about more the substance. meaning to it. Meaning. Again, when Donald Trump says, you know, um, we need to build a wall. Or we're closing people out. Which I thought was the most realistic way of just saying, hey, we got to build some kind of reform. Like, yeah. you mentioned reform, it doesn't go over people's heads. What the fuck's a reform? Yeah, but oh also, God. like, when people hear that, they're not shocked. They're not worrisome. Because words don't really mean what they used to. Like, yeah. when you say something or, like, you throw in something, it doesn't really harm. Maybe because you could throw a JK after? Yeah, you throw JK after it. Yeah. So I think the whole idea of being able to express yourself is why our generation is kind of losing the touch of how we Would express. you not feel that we have so much access, obviously, to information yeah, in yeah. the internet age, but the fact that you can't express yourself. I mean, we, we are ultimately in the biggest form of expression because uh-huh. we can, like I said, throw that shit out in 140 characters or, more, or less. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. More because of so I think with the, the ability, that, ability for us to express ourselves better brings it less meaning. It, so, well, it gets diluted because there's so much shit that we yeah, can yeah, yeah. I mean, you could just say it's fake news or something like that. You know, something Yo, like that. fuck alternative facts. Yeah, alternative facts, yeah. But, like, yeah. So, like, I think from back in the day, your words meant something because... It's more substance you had, to it. Yeah, substance value. to it. The more value to it because you had less access to it. But shit was back, back in the day when those word of mouth, not just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Something that was spo- a sponsor link that gets fucking retweeted or yeah, posted. Yeah, yeah. But you, you dug for that and you found the truth to that, then that, it meant something to you. So then, so yeah, so when we have music that has that link, it means more. But people don't really understand the meaning of it. They don't appreciate it until later down the road. It's not a lot of history that we can fucking look up, just even though we have fucking technology at our fingertips, you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah, yeah. And I think with things that are new that are really important, they don't have the same substance as, it's more like, oh, the new trends and new that. That's more, more important now. Yeah, I feel like, and we, I think, oh man, especially with memes nowadays, I feel like shit's so, <laughs> we, we live in such a fast-paced kind of culture to where, again, I mean, today is just old news by tomorrow. Yeah. Saying? Unless it fucking hits a fucking certain thing. I'm mm-hmm. really pissing myself, nigga. I'm so sorry. Right, it's all good. <sighs> thing, I'm trying to make sure this is all making make sense of the point I'm trying to make. We could blame it on alcohol. <laughs> yeah, blame it on the alcohol. This water's not doing so much. Yeah, so To Pimble Butterfly is a better album than Forest. Fucking A. Drive. Yes, sir. I agree with you wholeheartedly. 
But see now it's just again who's gonna take the who's gonna take the reins and as far as because every fucking rapper since the beginning of, of, of days it's always been about who's the bigger artist who who claims to be the king and who holds the crown. I mean yeah. you, you hear fuck, who was it uh, who's the nigga who sings um, Little Yachty? I don't know if it was Little Yachty or <laughs> Vince Mesa, but one of those motherfuckers was saying how they don't even they don't they can't even quote a fucking uh, Tupac song. Again, it being a generational thing because we grew up on that shit. That was something that was in the time, something that yeah. I remember being in a fucking a school bus listening to it on fucking Power Night <laughs> 2 before it became Power Night yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it being just uh, an essence of, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I was going back, man. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, so those back. They fucking they're owned by a, a, a news station now. It's not. It's KTAR. Oh, which is talk radio. I, yeah, for that I shit. know Heart Radio is all like taking it over too. Oh, we're talking about like the I the iHeart Radio and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just stream everything, man. It's just it's a matter of I don't know. I'm I'm not about streaming shit just because again niggas stuck to a fucking data plan that I got to fucking commit to before fucking you know what I'm saying whether you have unlimited shit or not. It yeah. goes down to a two G speed and again I don't know. I'm waiting for Google Fiber to fucking come out this bitch. I'm not sure if it's ever gonna. I remember the whole Google Plus thing. Oh, remember, remember how that like died off? Actually, did not last whatsoever. But yeah, still. Dan Cook was like, are you still the one ruining that thing? Really? The I remember when I first got Google Plus, it was like Dan Cook was like the the, the leading um, person to bring it to the forefront. I mean, shit, fucking yeah, Justin Timberlake who tried to buy MySpace again, trying to make it back into music. Ah, man, commercialism is a bitch. <laughs> It's all about fucking the money. But you never, I mean, again, money is, money is everything, so you I save mean, yourself It takes money to make money, so it kind of it kind of leaves people, in, not not to say it keeps people impoverished, but I mean, yeah. again, it makes the people who have, you know, this credibility, this, you know what I'm saying, this this money to invest, just ultimately the, it keeps the blue blood running, yeah. because again, it's just... How do you feel about the whole Beyonce lemonade thing? I didn't fucking listen to the album. Because you know what, it. like, I remember when I, recently they talked about Coachella, and they... They were going crazy about Lady Gaga going to Coachella. Yeah, like people were hating it. They didn't want it, but yet they were cool she's with Beyonce. Artist, that's the thing too. Because before your Coachellas, your South by Southwest, yeah. that was supposed to be for like indie artists that are trying to be impactful in the scene. And you get a commercial artist like your Beyonce, your Lady Gaga. Yeah, I think people the Beehive, which are the fucking yeah, yeah, Beyonce yeah. fans, they go so hardcore. Yeah, that they they can make an argument for whatever the fuck. Like recently, there was a an issue with. Um, I think her name is that is it Emma Watson, the bitch from uh, Harry Potter. She's recent. She's yes. Recently oh, the, the, the photo. The photo that she did on Vogue or Ellen or, or whatever the hell uh, magazine or goddamn is showing her yes. fucking underboobs. Let's walk and talk. We both got this. Yo, I laugh because they had a lot of um, uh, the Beehive people bitching because not too long ago you want to take that cup. Yeah. Um, they had, they had, they they were bitching about her, um, you know, taking the same stance because all this feminism shit. And again, not to fucking, not to salt on women, or to you know say that you know it has no substance. But again, you have someone that becomes popular who then is doing something more, whether to be sexually empowered, yeah, or whatever like that. But again, you get people bitching because she was talking shit about Beyonce not too many years back <laughs> about her showing her fucking ass and tits, and here she is pregnant now, which you want to give respect and show cadence and yeah. a, a duration, you know, saying for such things. But I don't know, man. Let me continue. 
right, so if you can hear from all the background noise of the ambulances, the father, we, we was kind of in, in the ghetto trenches out in the outdoor uh, patio area at a bar, which I never, ever actually do. Not since I was, I don't even think by the time I turned 21, I was into going bars because I got all my fucking drinking out the way super young. But again, it was just a, a moment to where, you know, we're both two dogs on the leash that for some reason our ladies just decided to, hey, you know, go go and cut loose. Just don't get no trouble. And, you know, so we was out, out there, you know, just living, I guess you could say, venting, doing our thing, just conversating. Again, I, you, if you couldn't tell, I was fucking chainsawing like a motherfucker because I'm so stuck around kids all the damn time. I never really have a moment to breathe, let alone to you know, enjoy myself in such ways. So, again, we're going to, I'm sure the next part of the conversation will be the last part of the conversation that, that we was having kind of on the drive back. And we're kind of hitting topics from political shits to the workforce and, and food and, you know, uh, retail and, you know, pay grades. So it definitely gets more interesting uh, and, and a bit more diverse. I hope you find this shit interesting. If not, well, then you know what to do. I remember back in the days uh, when I was a kid, Cools, they had, um, it came with the fucking, it came with the fucking, ah, shit, it came with the uh, FM transmitter that was pretty much just, it was just a radio shit. <laughs> and it came with a pack of cigarettes. So me being a kid, yeah. I'd get my mom, hey, get this. I mean, she was into menthols anyway, so we're yeah, doing yeah. a favor. But it came with a fucking little prize, like, nigga. Was it menthols? Yeah. Came out, uh, cools. Back in the oh, day. Oh, man, it's like, that's worse than a uh, Cracker Jacket box. <laughs> well, because think about it, I mean, just how, what makes, um... Like a fucking Happy Meal so appealing to a kid. It comes with a fucking toy, which, by the way, you know you know, Dragon Box doesn't... Happy Meals don't come with fucking toys? Then no one likes them. <laughs> That's why I know. No, Burger King. Fuck, I forget what it was. But I was like, nigga, ain't no fucking price. <laughs> nigga, I'm paying, five, I'm paying $5 for a fucking kid portion session. There ain't no goddamn yeah, toy. you're going to give your kid a high produce corn syrup. You want to at least be like... Give him something to fucking come back. Something to make him happy. Did you know that uh, McDonald's is actually considered one of the biggest toy manufacturers, distributioners? Like, this is this goes beyond your Mattels, who fucking publishes your Barbies and yeah. shit like that. Like, they are the biggest toy manufacturer. Like, that's a that's kind of a grand feat. I mean, to think... I might just... These are little shitty toys that come with a yeah. prize, but still... Capitalism is a beautiful thing, they're, they're toys in the last... And the fact that that is, has become one of the fucking, I don't know, leading distributors, it just it tells I think McDonald's is the lead distributor of his life. You mean because they fucking, it gives so many young young brothers and sisters a job? Yeah. <laughs> you ever watch the Dave Chappelle shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, has got I a mean, job? You've seen, you've seen the, um, the uh, commercials with the African-American population, and they even have Black McDonald's website where they cater to the population, which, I mean... You don't see uh, in and out Burger doing that because in and out Burger clearly pays way more than. Yo, I've heard about that, especially in California. There's this rapid. It's forty fifteen dollars an hour. I mean, it's ridiculous. Nigga, for burgers, <laughs> and they have good benefits. But they don't see commercials on that. Do you feel like because of more pay is gonna is what's gonna generate someone to giving you better customer service? Yes. Especially because if you feel like you are being treated. A high level pay as you deserve. Yeah, and if, I, if I'm flipping burgers, I'm like, eight dollars an hour is minimum wage. Fuck this. Right. But if it's like, dude, they're making eight dollars there. I'm making almost double than them. I feel okay. My benefits <laughs> are great. I love my job because these are good fries, good product. Yo, in and out's the shit. I mean, Yo. people can complain and say it's just, it's a regular ass. Hey, okay, are we recording? Yes, sir. Because we're doing the whole. I'm gonna throw this out. Okay. White Castle Burger versus In and Out Burger. 
Ooh, yes, now, sir. I've had both. I've had had both. I have actually had it shipped from Chicago. And mind you, this wasn't, I didn't get it tasted fresh off the yeah. fucking grill. But goddammit, I mean, I, the only time I had In-N-Out before having it physically from In-N-Out yeah. was like from a fucking frozen dinner shit that you fucking pop into the yes. microwave. I've had, I've had the actual, um, the burger from Yeah, over. the little sliders, right? Yeah, the little sliders with the sauce on it. Fucking A. Now, I am a fan of White Castle. I do enjoy White Castle. But do the employees enjoy White Castle? No. There's some of the worst service ever. I just overwent because, you know, I enjoy the burger. Where's your habit in? Um, in Texas. They have in and out in Texas? It's the most west I mean, I mean, place. Uh, I mean, White Castle. Yeah, White Castle. Yeah, White Castle Burger is the most west places like Dallas. Uh, I had it over in uh, Houston. But the thing is, um, great burger. Something about that sauce, love it. But, again, they treated me like shit. They didn't care about my order. I'm pretty sure they were making money wage. And they wanted to, want to get you out the fucking door. Yeah, they're going to get you out the door. But, man, in out Burger, I knew a friend that was there for five years, and he was still happy about working at in out Burger. It's like being a cart pusher at Costco. You're making $16 an hour pushing carts. Man, pushing carts sucks, but you know what? If you're making good money on it, you'll enjoy whatever you're doing. Because you feel you, you, you the... In Spanish, vale la pena. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The the work is worth, the, worth the value. The value, you know, what yeah. you're doing. And that's why I think we're in and out kind of shines through. Not just because it's a Christian, it has Christian supposedly uh, underlines. Yeah. Because, you know, they put a little scripture under a fucking box. Like that, that doesn't necessarily represent that each co worker is going to be yeah. a fucking faith. It just means that, hey, they have a good system and it works for yes, them. Yes, it works very good. I mean, this, this guy, he just pressed down on the potatoes, but guess what? This potato was an actual potato. <laughs> Yo, I, I found out that Subway has, they just did a study of this shit, that the chicken is literally 50% chicken, the other 50% or 40% is fucking soy. Yeah. Which I can't I can't be too mad at because at least it isn't 100 different chemicals that McDonald's fucking pumps yeah, into. Yeah, or, you shits. know, Taco Bell just recently decided to put beans in their beans. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't real beans. You don't know what the fuck it was. Holy shit. I yeah. didn't know they had beans in any of the shits. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget when Tallis and I get cooked. Yeah, we, if you guys don't know Tallis, don't ever speed in Tallis. <laughs> don't ever go 10 miles on the speed limit. We get suspicious. Yeah. Popo in front of us. Okay. But, um, yes. In our burger just looks cleaner. It is cleaner. They pay very well. They can write the Sonics. Now, uh, I was also mentioned because we talked about, you know, pay grade and kind of equaling the service. Yeah. I almost feel the same way like when you go to a restaurant and, you know, these waitresses who Oh, are, now we're talking about the debate between the tips and the... the actual pay. But actual is, pay? Is that, isn't that the same shit? Because then here you are, people complaining about you not getting... I didn't know it was 15%. I always thought it was 10%. I've been... I, I didn't know I was being a Jew on purpose. Oh, I'm 10%. That's what I thought. But apparently it's 15 I was like, when the fuck did this shit start? <laughs> My wife don't tip. She's very Mr. Pink. <laughs> Mr. Pink. Thank you, Nicole. But, uh, but see, oh, you're, you're, you're talking about fucking, uh, we don't say, don't say Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. Oh, yes. shit, okay. Mr. Pink. See, and that's where it, it kind of comes down to, like, shouldn't that be, shouldn't that pay be paced upon the employer? Like, why leave it up to the customers to overpay? It'll be in the next one. Why leave it up to the customers to make, to make over what the employer is and deciding to fucking pay? Yeah. 
And I feel like, and, and not just not to knock those who are into rage into the way in the hosting and waitress game because I, I might need to fucking do that as a side just to kind of make a little bit extra money. Yeah. But think about it though. You yourself, you're enrolling, you're signing up, you're taking on a job that's gonna pay you this minimum amount, which can. So you are aware of it. Yeah. So it shouldn't become to a fucking surprise. Nor should it fucking piss you off if someone doesn't leave you a fucking tip because hey, you knew. That this can happen. Yeah, and you knew what you're what you're you know signing up for, what yeah. you're kind of enrolling into. So I don't know if I don't know if it's a matter of because if they had gotten paid more, uh, you know, flat wage wise, yeah. that would in- entitle them to again give a better service. Yeah, and honestly, like people who just hate their jobs, hate their jobs. And That's true. Whether you make more money or don't doesn't really matter. I didn't. Really but again, but the whole like self assurance of that, I'm making twenty dollars an hour, even though like you're making six six or four dollars an hour, I'm making tip. It's nice. It just feels more secure when you're making tips. Now, I know people who are realtors, but that's a whole different world. Yeah. Because realtors... That's commission-based. That's commission-based, but they, I mean, my, my realtor's making 5000 off me, 3000 off me. He knows that no matter what, he's going to make a certain amount of money. Whether he, uh, whether or not he knows the amount... Selling high or low, he's making his he's cut. He's making his cut, and he's making a lot of cut. When you're in the waitress and you're making tips off 10, 5, 15, rather than thousands, that's a different mindset. Right. Because the realtor is very cocky. You're nickel, you're nickel and diamond. You're nickel and okay. diamond rather than like, am I going to be able to afford a Kia or a BMW? It's a big difference. And I mean, it's not really a big difference because at the end of the day, you're winning. Mm-hmm. You may not win as much as you want to, but you're able to win. When your waitress is like, am I going to be able to pay my rent? Am I gonna be able to pay for that water bill or? See again, that's a gamble upon what you've already agreed upon. Yeah, and you taking the uh, t- the role of a dice, so to speak, upon who, how generous someone. Yeah, because other people would make the difference because it's like, oh, McDonald's they do the food service. How come they don't get tips? Right. And again, it's that whole mindset. I mean, they're making more at the minimum wage level than you are making. I mean, $4. the company itself is making more because again, yeah. there's brands, there's franchises that just they're gonna make their bottom line because people they go there. It just kind of like there's a, a bit of um, a stability, not not in the essence of, of the money making, but you know that when you go to McDonald's, you're gonna get a certain product, whether yeah. or not that's a fabricated, overproduced, fucking super saturated, fucking <laughs> non natural kind of shit. Yeah, you're, you you could go to Japan, Tokyo, fucking and and East Texas, yeah. and it's gonna taste the same because there's a recipe to it. Yeah, you know they're getting the same shit off the same fucking type of truck that you know giving you the same kind of yeah. shit. Unless you're from India, they don't actually have a cow. It's the holy shit, right? It's the holy shit. I don't know what they Literal put. Literal holy shit. They put, like, soy. It's weird. <laughs> okay. But, so but then there's another argument that many of the people that who are advocating for the $15 minimum wage are saying that there's just not the jobs available. So I knew someone who had a bachelor's degree who was trying to get into the work he was looking into, which was more computer work, you know. They pay like forty, fifty thousand starting off, whatever. He couldn't find a job. He applied to twenty, thirty places, didn't allow him to get in. Probably overqualified. Probably overqualified some places. Then he looks for the lower grades, and he was able to get to Starbucks. Now, when you had your aspirations for making forty, fifty thousand dollars, but then someone else get that job who's now making forty, fifty thousand, and there's only one job available, but Starbucks has a job available. Now, the argument is that your quality of employee 
does not match the quality of work out there. If you work in a small town, you're gonna have your Dollar Generals, you're gonna have your McDonald's, Burger King stuff. I might be coming from a big town where I've made very high success and now I'm moving to a small town. The only job available for me is being a manager at McDonald's. So another argument is that the quality of worker does not reflect the quality of work. So me having to get this job at McDonald's is my only option because all the other jobs are already taken. And it's better than for me to take this job than to be unemployed and have no money. Fucking it. <clears throat> so then there's that part of it. What, one of the one of the biggest fuck yous to where if they were to kind of hike up the, the minimum wage or whatever entry level position shit that pays so much, they're saying that they can go into kiosks. There's actually a few... Uh, branches already in McDonald's oh, yeah. where it's all fucking kiosk. Yeah. You don't gotta worry about some little sixteen-year-old little piece of shit that doesn't want that wants to fucking put a make a fucking period, Patty. I don't know if you heard about that bitch in, in Jack in the Box. Got that fucking pissed off. Like, like again, we can eliminate all that bullshit by making a robot do your fucking job. Yeah. So then that argument is that when you get rid of all employees, where are these people gonna go? Now, Social Security and access and all these other benefits, Medicare, Medicaid, already Medicaid, yeah, because youngsters, <laughs> it's already being flushed out. And again, you know, there's people out there who are here illegally who are working and may use some of these services, but now, do you feel like the argument about people who are let's say who are illegal who are yeah. doing these minimum wage jobs that most most motherfuckers probably wouldn't want to do, or you know would consider as degrading, you know the, the whole argument of they're taking our jobs. Like again, do you feel like so with that argument? So they're they're paying you, they're paying them less. They're able to pay under minimum wage. Do you agree that uh, when people say that they're non-contributing, I mean a tax is a tax, and Uncle Sam or un- what was the word? Oh the, no, the government's con- gonna get their fucking cut. They're, they're contributing whatever you know, whatever it's property taxes or paying retail tax. So that ar- the whole argument of them not contributing doesn't mean shit because Uncle oh, Sam no, doesn't no, get his shit. Off the Again, top. A lot of people just get their misconception about. No, the argument is like breaking the law. So I'm very, I try to stay in the middle of the street. Because if you're too liberal, you're kind of in your own ass. If you're too conservative, mm-hmm. you're in your ass. So I try to see things in between both sides. Not left or nor right. Yeah, I try to see the same way. So, you know, like, a lot of people say, oh, you're here illegally, that's a crime. Yeah, but... You want to be technical. You want to be technical, yeah, but I don't really feel that way. I mean, because technically, this was Mexico. Fuck you. Fucking name. Like, we yeah. technically... Just, yeah, this most is Texas land. is fucking Mexico. Well, we're fucking... We stole this shit from the engines. Yeah, this is our land. But anyways, so yeah, the argument, whatever. Now the whole argument with the whole social security cards thing about taking someone's family member's social security card for work. That's another argument that I don't want to play. Because it is fraud. Because that is fraud. So I understand when some people are saying that. Because again, we're going through this. <laughs> this is a huge topic right now because Trump is taking a lot of people out of the country for doing certain crimes. Did you know that, uh, really quickly, that, um, and let, let's say we had a kid or something like that, yeah. if, because we're both legal residents, if we have a baby, let's say, I don't know, in Bombay or some bullshit, yeah. technically speaking, they're not considered a resident of that country, but because they'd be American. Allergic, they're American. Because of American parents. Yeah. That's how my king got away with it. He's from Panama. Is he? Panama. The canal? Yeah. <laughs> William the canal is such. I felt so bad that uh, fucking the way Trump shit on McCain, talking shit about this nigga being locked up in a cage somewhere. Like, oh, he's like home a veteran. You know, yeah. Again, so from our previous talk, like the whole words don't mean like what they used to anymore. 
So you, you get slander and all you get the slander and get away with things. Like, even in online bullying, come on now. I was bullied as a kid, face to face. That shit was hardcore. <laughs> Just imagine being bullied on the internet. Click. Yeah, this is easy as unsubscribing, unfollowing, you know what I'm saying, ignoring completely. That, that you, you, it's not back in the day where you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't unsubscribe from an ass open because that yeah, shit yeah, was face to face. Yeah, yeah. And I usually have to fight for myself. I mess been, I mess spent so many times in school. Just that. You know, protect yourselves. Have your parents teach you about yeah, being stand your ground. Bullying. But the real bullying, you know, cyberbullying, just close it up. But, um, okay. So, like, um, so yeah, so the idea of, Taking a social security from someone else or making a fake one. Want to have a beer, have some beers, or, or you want to stay, stay clean? Cause oh yeah, stay clean. I saw okay. some popo, you know. What I'm saying? Oh yeah. So like, um, being able to um, use someone else's birth certificate or social security card to your advantage to oh. work for your better your family. Although fraudulent, you're that doesn't that doesn't take away from the actual work you're doing no. and actually putting in. Yeah. But say like me. I was sitting around and someone took my social security card, got fired, um, or was doing things with my social security card. I wouldn't like it, yeah. personally. I wouldn't like the person. I would feel violated as much as someone would steal from my. That house. actually happened to me, man. A fucking faggot friend of mine, a literal faggot. Uh, he was doing insurance at the time. He had my social and everything. Gave it to his fucking cousin to get it lighter in her fucking name. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a large violation and I don't condone it. And I understand you're trying to get your family together, but. I feel like if you leave it in a negative stance, then you're fucked up. Yeah. If you leave something better in the better condition, if not the same condition it was beforehand, then no harm, no foul, maybe? Yeah. Or would you still uh, see that as a form of violation? It's still a violation. So, again, it's it's about being able to weigh the pros and cons of just anything. Mm-hmm. So, again, coming to the, the United States illegally, people will hire you without your paperwork. Especially, like, in Central California, a lot of people are working in the fields, no documentation. They just do their money and do their stuff. And the reason these jobs are coming to these people is because they can afford paying these people. Right. And they're willing. And they're willing. As soon as you start, like, telling people to do a minimum wage and stuff like that, the job won't be there. So, no, they're not taking your jobs for that sense. Yeah. Because I'm pretty but sure I, you're looking for something with benefits. You're looking for something else that, yeah. again, work that you're not willing to do. They're not providing that for you over there. Especially certain labor, like, you know. Like some countries are fucking paying rice and beans and niggas yeah. literally trying to eat to survive although if I had like a meal or something like that that would be way better than five, five bucks <laughs> yeah so um yeah so then the whole argument about stealing stuff, security numbers I don't I don't necessarily agree with it and for that to be the reason for you to be deported I'm not really into it <laughs> but it's not it's not right it doesn't feel right especially if it's affecting your family member <laughs> who's probably passed away Right. Probably from like Craxton, who now Juan is using to feed his family, which maybe you should get permission to do that. Maybe that makes yeah. people feel better. So yeah, the whole labor thing is very complicated. <laughs> tough water. I know it's, it's a big. It's a because big I have a lot of friends who are undocumented who are here from their parents, and their parents are scared shitless of being reported. And I feel like that's kind of like. Not to say they give them the biggest kudos to be able to obviously they're doing something fraudulent to kind of get their foot in the door. Yeah. But again, they're making that those little small steps to at least make way <clears throat> something bigger, better into yeah, their own. Yeah, because honestly, like the whole system of getting here into the country, getting your passport, and becoming a citizen is a long, drawn out process. You know, typically and you're not even supposed to be in the states while that's just happening. Like, no, yeah, what the yeah. fuck are you supposed to be doing in the meantime? Like, yeah. Again, I mean, there's not too many, and believe me. People who are coming here are here because they really need to. 
There's people in Mexico who are fucking making bank, who are, who are very well supporting their families. Driving BMWs, ain't got to worry about shit. Probably not doing shit. There's a lot of Mexicans out there. There's yeah. probably like 50 million out there who are doing very well. Suppose they heard that we got we got meters in Alaska now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a there's a small population where they're doing very well. They don't need to be here. It's just the ones that are struggling who just need to find something else to go. And the whole po- overpopulation thing again. There's people here in this country who are using our resources to all their only advantage. Mm-hmm. We've worked at homeless shelters before. We know how it is. Right. So, to say that we need to take care of our people for take care of someone else is complete bullshit. Because there's people here in this country who don't give a fuck about America. Yeah. Who people all this country who want to come in here believe more in America than them. And as much as America can be seen as a bully or as a, you know, obviously capitalism is a motherfucker, so you can yeah. say what you will about that shit. But the fact that people are still sneaking in here to try to make their way in the most minimum way possible, yeah. you got to kind of give kudos to give them. Give them kudos because they want to be very protective, caring people rather than other ones who don't give a shit. And, anyways. In Alberger. I've never seen an employee who never and again you look at the reviews. Go go on like Google Your Maps, type in In Alberger. Four stars, five stars, and, four point five. And they have long fucking lines usually because the, the most over lines. fucking not populated, but I mean yeah. I don't know. I don't know what kind of They're uh, very choosy too. There's you don't you won't see a an Alberger in any anywhere. Like you don't go to Mexico find an Alberger. There's reasons for that because they are very strategic. White Castle burgers, they don't give a fuck. They put it inside of a corner of a crack house and think <laughs> this is a perfect spot. If they can make money. Because they make can make money. So, again, so I think also that the quality of the food is something important to people. Well, the quality of the product and like, the service. Like, again, when you're working at fucking like uh, Sprouts, I've been at Sprouts many times. I mean, I don't eat the Sprouts because it's kind of expensive, but. They're pretty. They're, to shit. They're, yeah, they're relatively happy, well-rounded people. They live the lifestyle. They live the lifestyle usually. I don't say lied and they're a fat ass. And I know that guy. <laughs> He's got the the Jewy hair. We hate his life because he does sandwiches. Probably an atheist. <laughs> On 19th Avenue in Dunlap. Yo, Northern. Northern, you know that guy? Yes, I fucking know. He hates his life. That guy hates his fucking life. Not that fucking, I don't know that guy particularly. Shout out to that dude, he hates his life, and I don't know why he's there. (laughs) Maybe he'd be happier being a stripper at a gay club. Oh, shit. Thanks, Capri. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows what he likes? But you shouldn't be there because we know you lied on that interview. <laughs> we know who you are, and we're talking about you. What is it called? And that girl with them too. She just—I think he feeds off other people's negative vibes. Most. What is it called? About misery loves company. So yes, I mean, yes. I've been there where people are miserable. But again, other than them two, <laughs> everyone fucking loves their job at Sprouts because they believe in the products and they believe they're probably making way more money than the minimum wage. More well, likely. Very likely. I mean, as much as they fucking sell. And I don't even concern me with Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't fuck with this that's, shit. that's another level of well, like that's another thing too or, or again where you're dealing with bulk shit so where yeah. again people can pay you shit because we are selling a cheaper product yeah and I think that's kind of where it comes down to the going, going back to Mickey D's yeah. I mean it's a, I mean, think about it you're talking about five bucks to feed yourself a, an entire entree yeah and the side shit again why do you think that okay so there's been this whole urban garden thing like in Southside especially there's a huge urban garden near like 16th and Broadway. Why do you think people are doing that? 
because they believe that they can do better because they know what they're get, getting is fed bullshit and pro, produce that's not produce, it's more processed foods mm-hmm. and chips and nachos and whatnot. But they put pride into their, their gardens and they put pride in to be able to produce something that's better because they know it's better and it's good for them and they feel good. Then it's local, it's creating, you know, building up its little e- economy. Yes. So again, it's like being able to have pride. And again, like, I mean, the, the food in the burger, they give you real fries. McDonald's is not give you real fries. Near this White Castle. And, um... Never had the fries from there before. Just yeah. a little sliders. But, so I can't comment. But I can just imagine, though, because think about it. You have these little manufactured shits, and I'm pretty yeah. sure meat doesn't come in oh, that the, size. Oh, the meat just feels like it was probably, like, out there in Bronx and just sitting there and with a bunch of sweat and <laughs> pollution. I mean, it's all processed. Processed it's meat, all processed. So just, you're, you're fucked with that yeah. shit. Yeah. But, I mean, like, the, again, like your body. the food over at in burger it tastes better because it is better. Yeah, I remember how McDonald's was saying that we're eventually going to get out of our cage animals by 2020. Yo, most companies, they're saying this shit. Supposedly, now they're going to do it with, with, that, with less or no antibiotics. And... Yeah. First of all, I've had a... Have you ever been to a place called... Um, what is it called? It's on, like, 32nd Street in Countback. It's a burger joint. Hippie Burger? No, no, no. No, 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 no. It's... Um, smash Burgers on... Smash Smash. It's... Uh, is it a franchise? No, it's not a franchise. Hold on, let me look at my phone. Local mom and pop, 30 seconds. I know 24th Street has like your your Best Buy, your little high health food place. 24th Street, 24th Street has your little cheesecake factory. Going to 32nd, that's kind of plaza area shit. So. Yes, it's more It's more like a, it's a small plaza that has like a jewelry place. and. Oh, shit. It's getting damn near crossing into Scottsdale once you get. It's more Arcadia, okay. Which is funny because like one thing about living on Thirty Second Street and Van Buren, you're only like four miles from like very wealthy people, right? And that's some shit. You get the most fucking homeless, fucking infested, fucking bums. For lack of a better word, the Felicias in the world. (laughs) Shout out to Felicia. Deluxe. Deluxe. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Deluxe is amazing. I think it was right, great, one of the best burgers. Like all time So man And I get the most shit From from my girl Because she comes from Chicago Supposedly all the best food Comes from out there So but I laugh though Because you gotta be talking about Like South Illinois For it to be good food Because that's where They actually have Something called Cattle and well, they have fresh produce, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a thing to kind of like yeah. where you think about, uh, not, not to get too international with it, but like Jerusalem, it's it's in this little, like, um, gulf of a, a part of the country to where you have all these trades, you're having all these other countries that are meeting at this, you know, access point, again, doing all these trades for goods and services, yeah. and when you have access to such things, again, it's going to give you better ingredients. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to be on some Papa John shit to fucking claim you yeah. better ingredients. Yeah, so Deluxe, they have, I think they sing to their cows and <laughs> the free graze and man oh, shit. you I, can tell the difference between a happy cow and a mad cow I don't care what anyone says like the disease no <laughs> no, just like a I'm in a cage I'm in a shitty place I hate my life do you believe life. in food karma Yes. And, and how like if you process things that's slaughtered or you know, have to go into this fucking this you know treadmill of of uh, just you know murderous treacherous however just have thing. a deluxe burger and then have a burger from McDonald's and you'll just like wow I feel better about myself <laughs> about eating this fucking burger. Even vegans will be happy with themselves oh, for eating no. that burger. Oh, don't start fucking. You, you know, you know. Why? Well, can't think of a joke right now. But usually, you know a vegan because they'll fucking, they'll proudly fucking tell you they are. 
I remember, very hardcore. I remember having like a tofu burger once, and I just, I, it just felt weird. Yeah, it wasn't quite right. I mean, I your like stomach like, knows better. I felt like it was like spaghetti meat, and I was just like, yes. What is this shell? This food coloring, like. And the belly was just like meat, meat. <laughs> Yeah. All right, we're fucking we're getting pretty late in the game. You want to call it a night? Pretty close, but yeah. So the real thing is, um, quality of food makes a difference. Quality of pay makes a difference. Unless you're a happy, unhappy motherfucker, like the dude at Sprouts. <laughs> you really don't like the nigga from Sprouts, do you? Dude, like seriously, like I I gotta I, go. The last time I went there was to go to go to Bookman's. I'm, I'm a big fan of Bookman's. I'm not sure if it's you like, with that. dude, like Bookman's is like one of the last. Of that like whole culture of books and physical stuff, mm-hmm. like how much you realizing we're losing Macy's and JCPenney's because of Amazon. I know that they're closing a lot of those stores down because like people don't want to go out anymore in the world. I believe that. And like, I never want to leave my fucking house. Yeah. If you didn't drag, if you didn't fucking drag me out, I, you'd I probably be there for another twenty years. <laughs> Yo, and I think especially with fucking Amazon, you're talking about Amazon, right? Oh yeah, uh, them fucking having the drones that can deliver shit to you. Yes, you can buy the, your fucking groceries. I mean, it blows my mind that like they give you fresh produce again. Going back to the whole like working with food. And... So yeah, perishable items, perishable items, stuff like that. That's Amazon's gonna ruin the world mm-hmm. in so many ways because it's gonna be like Wally. Wally? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because our fat ass is gonna be stuck to a fucking chair. We are gonna fuck ourselves so badly if we allow Amazon to take over the world. You heard about the little store they had in Seattle, right? Where you just go yes. in and you're you're they automatically you're checked in, you're signed in, you have yes. a fucking e wallet account yes. and whatever you come out with is scanned right into your fucking. We really appreciate what we got because again, like I mean, living in Phoenix for for the period I have, we used to have things called crops in agriculture in a place called Levine, mm. where that's also bourbon fucking. Uh, where housing. now it's a part of the urban sprawling of America. Which used to be a very strong food place, and where all our foods came from, uh, you know, Tolson and Levine were major places where produce came in. It was there. You can see it. You know it was there. You know, there's some people who think that cows and meat comes from the store, <laughs> not from like a cow. Generally, believe that. Right. Yeah, you know, you know, people who live in food islands. Even if you want to fucking get into deeper shit about how maybe as us as a society, no longer needing a hunter gatherer sort of essence to where in order to get your fucking food, you had to hunt the bitch down. Yeah. And then again, you go to the store because that's where all meat is from, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it's humbling when you actually drive by that uh, that nasty smell. Like wait. Cows, gross. That's nasty. It's horse shit. Ugh, I don't want to live next to a cow. No, it's like. We should appreciate those things because it's gonna be gone and we're all gonna just gonna die. Well, I'm fucking more worried about how now they can create meat off a fucking petri dish, uh, made on some kind of fucking. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, not to say I, I don't know how it's gonna happen if ever because I don't think cloning has been going on for fucking years and yet we don't. Yeah, talk yeah, about but that now shit. we're not. We haven't been consuming clones yet. I don't think that's been proved yet. What was that in India or where was it in the China? Well, they were making yeah, they were cloning like sheep and things like that, but it wasn't like. 
cloning for food yet. Well, let me ask you this. So let's say how, you know how you make a photocopy of something, right? Yeah. And you make a copy of a copy and a copy of a and copy. It and it keeps losing its essence. Yeah, it keeps losing its essence. It's no longer, you know, whether you call it pixelated or just, it's losing a little bit of itself with, with every fucking copy. Do you feel like we, we could that could be possibly done with meat? Yeah, I mean, it's done with, with apples and stuff like that. They When they, um... So, like, I did, I had a class in biology in regards to, like, apples. Well, there's thousands of types of apples. But, yeah, you only need three. Reds, greens, and Macintoshes. They actually are changing the species of apples in general. There's supposed to be 5,000 to 10,000 species of apples. But, yeah, we only know three because they're doing that copying. Well, the species of apples are going to go extinct. Because if you keep on doing that, it loses that Sabine apple where it's no longer to produce a sperm or seeds, and it's basically it's going to go dilute and die. So we got to be very careful with our meats because they can do that same thing, like you were saying. Copy, copy, copy till it's no longer what it was, and now it can't produce anymore because it's something entirely different. Do you feel like if we're able to get certain nutrients... And maybe develop that, whether it was certain zygotes or whatever the fuck it takes to be able to make, you know, something a physical form. Because we could fucking 3D print goddamn body parts, supposedly. Yeah, it's, I mean, 3D printing blows my mind. It scares me. <laughs> Tight, though. Yeah, no, yeah, really fucking dope. But one of the things to where I'm like, all right, I can understand that being for toys. I can understand that being for, let's say, people can 3D print a fucking car. Yeah. I don't know how the hell that's possible. I don't know where you get the materials for such things. I'm not too sure what fucking uh, HP ink you No, jet I saw that. I saw that, like, on Channel 15 or something. ABC? That was a car that was, like, 3D printed. It was ridiculous. Like, I... And, I mean, I don't know how far we are from fucking having holograms being actual physical things to where we could scan something in there or, you know what I'm saying, yeah. uh, reaching that fucking point. But that's going to be scary to where you can't get any more artificial than that. Yeah. One thing, never play God. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe in God or not, don't play it. Because natural selection is real. And whatever, whatever you believe, it's gonna happen. So, if we allow other things to take over, we lose what we are as a human being, and we're just gonna slowly deteriorate and let something else take over. Now, this might be a stretch, but you know, <laughs> with all the talk about um, you know moving to Mars and all this shit, and, and NASA just discovered seven other fucking planets with its own little sun, or or. Whatever the hell that the, yeah. you know is forty light years away, which physically speaking would take us forty years to yeah. be able to travel to. Star we, Trek is not real. By the way. No, what are you talking about? Star Trek is way more real than fucking Star Wars. Can we? Can oh, we I never said Star Wars was real at all. Okay, Star, but I'm just saying though, like Nigga, even Neil deGrasse Tyson will fucking give its props to fucking Star Trek as opposed to fucking shit in Star the thing Wars. I've, I've, so like, with time travel, like so you know, like all time is relevant. Yes, like you realize when you go light years. Time changes. I mean, obviously, when we go through warp poles, time acts differently. But when you're going through a different dimension of time, you change with that time. You age with that time. We don't have enough lifespan to be able to go... To really test that. To test that. 
So we can, we can, I mean, the spacecraft or whatever we Can you, can you imagine that? Like, I don't know how many years of testing or, or schooling it takes for you to become an astronaut, but mostly you're not going to see a fucking 20-year-old astronaut. They're probably yeah. be in their 40s. So can you imagine someone who's fucking too, too took 20 years to educate themselves, to become middle-aged, to then have to travel another fucking 40 years? Nigga, you're dead by the time you make it to that fucking planet. Yes. I would think. Yeah, to, yeah until we find a way to, like... To fucking hyperbeam or some bullshit like yeah. that. Because again, we can mess with time, but again, our bodies can't can't lie to ourselves. Right. So again, we like, have an expiration date. We are nothing but a yeah. slab of meat on top of some bone. Now, see, if we had like a fucking so so wattle tree that lived to seven hundred years, <laughs> put that tree in that space shuttle, whatever like that, it might be able to make it out there. And see it, but and we can't really send chimpanzees. All they did, did yeah, some kind of testing like that we back did, in the day, or is that just rumor? I think the Russians did something with chimps. Yeah, but that tree maybe. Should the Russians send a fucking that faggot ass Lance Bassett to space? <laughs> so you figure we could do something in the higher caliber? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, all right. Man. So what I want to say about uh, maybe if you want to end up on this, but yeah, the natural selection. Now. I almost feel because you. I don't know if you heard about Uber making the flying fucking taxi cabs. Oh yeah. And how? And I believe that's possible. I mean, come on now. Eventually, we can't even make um, hovercrafts right. Well, because like of the, the hoverboards. Energy. I feel like I feel like I don't know what conspiracy there is to where we really are trying to limit our energy sources and and what we're able to suppose if you can get antimatter, it can, uh, you know, give so much energy and shit like that. And uh, I don't know if that's going to you know yeah. create a downfall in the industry of of, of you know whatever fucking uh, power source that we try to you know limit ourselves to I mean I feel like we we kind of uh, hold ourselves back because of capitalism capitalism actually is what's Pulling us back from curing cancer. Fucking A. Because like then how, how are we going to make money off the medicines, off the fucking yeah. research and the scientists? Because once everyone's cured, then there's no jobs to cure cancer. <laughs> the cancer centers are all closed. And then they, they fucking rely on so much fucking uh, private funding and all this other bullshit. So again, we're stopping ourselves from, from growing because we want to make money. Make the, make the most money. Money is the root of all evil. It fucking and is. it will be the end of us because... We can never have we, enough. Yes, and as long as we let that be our priority... Our species will just die. One of my favorite fucking quotes, and I forget the dude's name from uh, from uh, Scarface, the the the, the boss that that uh, Pacino tries fucking over when he tries to take his wife. Yeah. What's his name? Where he goes, never never underestimate the other guy's greed. Yeah. I forget what his name. I remember was. him because he he kills him later. Yeah. But um, yeah. So then another thing too is so like, if you're working at an Burger and you're working at White Castle. You're going to be like, ah, yeah, I make $15 an hour, but I want to make more money. When is it ever enough? It's never enough. Because then the more we grow, the more expensive our taste becomes. Yes. And again, a higher and lifestyle. Con- content. So, again, yeah, I think pride is really important, being able to have pride and enjoy quality. Because, again, I mean, we have a plenty of walking family members who live in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Who live off nothing? Who are the most happy people alive? Well, there's nothing to really. There's no keeping they up don't, the Joneses. On they don't have any Joneses. It's them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about survival. And we despise those people. <laughs> like in Africa, we took over a whole country because Shit. we believed they needed to be civilized and follow us. But Kuzikenti, man, he was the happiest man around. <laughs> oh, all he had to worry about was his family. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're giving him fucking material things to have to live up to or have to aspire to, and have to. I feel like that's kind of what keeps. Um, we'll, we'll we'll throw hip hop back into it. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, you want them gold chains. You want the fucking. You want the lips. Yeah. You want the rims. Remember when fucking spinners were a thing? You know, you want these fucking expensive shits that really keep do not they depreciate in value like a motherfucker. Yeah. But again, cost so much to be able to obtain. And when you're when you're poor, you actually understand appreciation more. 
was a bit of humbleness that kind humbleness, of humbleness yeah and again that's lost in generational shits as well because we become so entitled yeah and again like the whole you know I always hear on the news about people getting shot and killed and low income neighborhoods and stuff like that it's always about money money always has to bring up the when it comes to crime and violence I saw the crack epidemic fucking the reason that is is because of the wealthy the wealthy create this um visible wall of shit yeah yeah what you need to be to do to get to this point in my life if that wasn't there why would I need to rob a store why do I need to sell drugs I know it's International Women's Day, but can we blame women? Because if, if it wasn't for a woman wanting a nigga with the fancier car, with the fucking flyer clothes and shit like that, really, a men wouldn't have nothing to aspire to. Because obviously a man would want to obtain these certain things to be able to, like, you know, you have the money, you have the bitches. So, can we... Well, I think man probably plant that seed in woman. I mean, as far as, you know, who's the who's the, the head honcho, who's the alpha male, who's the, mm-hmm. you know, bigger, you know, the king, you, you want to aspire to overthrowing the king, if not being at least uh, happy with being the subject that's, you know, getting uh, yeah. paid soon. Well, I want to go back to the to the uh, national selection. Okay. Now, do you feel like, and let's say here we are fighting a pointless, endless, you know, battle, you know, black on black, brown on brown, you know, trying to di- di- kill each other because we want to get on top. Now, again, we're, we're fighting a smaller war. Do you feel like the people who are, again, the, not even so much natural selection because it's mostly based on people who made either smarter investments mm-hmm. or who had money to pass on down who might have the privilege and let's say move on over? Because we're going to, we're going to, they've even done Google Maps have shown fucking that humans, human race is like a virus across the world yeah. and all we create is pollution, all this destruction. Do you feel like be, those rich people are going to be able to have the money to buy themselves a ticket to get themselves out of this fucking. No. No? I feel like the people who are in the. At the end, at the very end, Hmm. the wealthy and the privileged will not survive. Yeah? And I feel like the people who are in the bottom will survive. Do you feel because we're going to come together as a human species to overthrow the rich? No. I feel like eventually money's going to have no value. Yeah. Wealth's going to have no value. Papers, money's gonna be nothing but a fucking shit you wipe your ass with. Just like oil and water is gonna be nothing. I don't know if it was Venezuela or some kind of Spanish country to where literally money has depreciated so much they don't even count the money anymore. They weigh it. Yeah. They weigh the fucking paper, son. <laughs> Crazy, right? But yeah, I feel like at the end of the day, the people who know how to survive of just the normal being human. I like, I mean, fucking ranchers. Mm-hmm. We'll make it actual. Well, so that you have something to barter with. Is, yes. If, if we ever had to go back to prehistoric times, we we're going to get services. that. Eventually, you know, every every great empire crashes. Right. Fucking walls Romans, where it's like you know, Atlantis, which I mean, it fell in the water literally. But um, I feel like that's where the aliens are hiding at. <laughs> I know it's a whole fucking other conversation. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah, what, what's going to happen eventually is that the wealth and people who are in that level will not know how to survive in the world that you have to learn how to actually be a hunter. Has some kind of skill. Skills. Yes, you have skills at this level, but do you know how to survive? How, how, how much is fucking banking and financing going to help you when it comes to fucking matter of having to hunt and gather? It's not. And so, again, the very... Do you think we'll go back to a primitive time like that? Eventually. Eventually when shit falls. It's going to happen. Whether it's a, it's a World War Three or something like that. Again, there's always the people on top always gonna to want to be the top, mm-hmm. 
and they will no matter what will fight to keep it that way but are they gonna survive no because again dollars and cents don't mean shit when you're trying to hunt and survive well because right now we're, we're in the state of thinking if it doesn't make dollars and it don't make sense yes but eventually if there's no cur- if there's no value to that sort of currency what the fuck are you holding on to yeah what trades do you have and I laugh too, um, kind of off subject, but uh, one of the biggest things about Gaddafi and Hussein, they're saying that they were trying to change the national currency from, from euros to actual gold. And apparently, America hasn't owned gold like that since fucking back in the what was that, gold mining days. What? what was that, Fort Knox? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again, because again, I mean, I always look at my dollars and my stuff, and I'm like, what fucking value does this have? I can crumple it up, throw it away, it's gone. It's only gives value because of the whole idea that... So, like, you know, like, Wolf of Wall Street, the whole penny stocks. And just... Selling Wall, something that they yeah. don't necessarily so have. So, Wall Street doesn't mean anything. It's all just predictions and fears of what the market is. But it's nothing. You put your money into it, your money has really no value in the sense. Because once currency goes away, what value do you have? I think it's kind of a dumb system to have because we've seen the shit, the stock market crash so many times. Yeah. So you figure, why do we keep feeding into a system that's going to eventually crumble upon itself? Yeah, and again, think about it. I mean, what is money going to feed you? No, is, is wealth going to keep you going? No, because, again, it's there's, there's no value in the sense of life. Do you know how to feed yourself? Without a grocery store, can you grow... Can you live off the land? Can you produce cattle, you know? I mean, motherfuckers, the Indians used to sell goats for women, you know? Which may seem funny because, you know, it just seems like, oh, why is my woman? But that's how valuable it was. That's going to feed you. That's going to give you milk. That's going to give you cheese. That's going to give you fucking meat. So give credit to the woman that your woman is worthy enough Get rid of my food supply. <laughs> I mean, some... shit, that was a gift back in the day, yeah, right? I'll give so... you, so I'll give you so many goats for your wife. Yeah. So yeah, it's shout out to International Women's Day because <laughs> apparently that pussy was way better than food. Living. I mean, you know what's not to sound too fucked up, um, especially with you know um, uh, human smuggling kind of being you know as, as terrible yeah. as it is. Technically speaking, that's one of the biggest, most profitable things you can have because you can always resell some pussy, clean it up, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, put a douche in there, make it smell good. <laughs> you can always rinse it out and repeat. Yeah, and it's it's again, it's all for profit. But again, the thing though was like, you didn't get a woman because she didn't know how to do anything. This woman had the traits. To feed, to cook, to nourish, you know. Which is another dying trade that women. Yes. <laughs> Which, Which is that, important. That, 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 again, this that. is very important to the whole, like, going back to the primitive life. I feel like men are going to die off because we're losing that trade of being able to, you know, feed and hunt and stuff like that. And women may still keep it because if you were, like, a Mexican woman. The pussy doesn't really depreciate. No, not that. <laughs> but also, like the value of being taught how to cook, to make flour. traditional values. Yes, that 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 will carry on, and that will be able to give you the tools to survive. I always thought to myself that uh, to get a good woman, I had to go to fucking Mexico. But now they're fucking uh, now they're they're on drug coke dealers' dicks. So it's just again, it, just, it all comes full circle to shit being worth shit. Yeah, happy. I mean, my wife knows day. knows how to cook. She knows how to grow. Uh, I'll be doing. I'll do okay. <laughs> when everything hits the fan. 
Yeah, most likely that happened at the right time. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we ever get to see that day. Yeah. Oh, I fucking appreciate you being able to fucking <laughs> record yeah, this shit yeah, with yeah. me, man. Yeah. We got to really be able to fucking be in the uh, studio, man. I got, I, got, I got a decent little setup, man. We'll fucking, if ever you can find the time. Oh, right, you know it. Baby. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Like Close this out. Any last words? Um, yeah. So, I guess from this whole thing, is appreciate the traits that you're given in regards to the land. Listen to engines. Mm-hmm. Engines. Because the they engine know a thing or two about surviving. We, we, we might fucking kill them off and put them into a small little square footage of land, and, you know, and give them the... Well, man, they use that square footage of land to advantage. Casinos, baby. Casinos. And, um... Money's never enough, though you may be happier because of the pride that you have or something. But at the end of the day, you're gonna want to make more. But the ultimate find what makes you happy, right? To find what makes you happy, because and then that be hopefully in a materialistic item that's gonna depreciate. And don't look at the Kanye Wests and the TMZs, because <laughs> then that's gonna screw up your whole your whole desire of being happy. Shouts out to Trump. Shouts out to Trump. Alright, so due to it being, uh, you know, an homage or a dedication to uh, Women's International Day, there will be no sacrifices, so there will be no dedication, no bar Wednesday for wins. But of course, stay tuned for for next week's episode because I will be linking up with my boy Master Bruce, who's one of my favorite producers out in the world, and I can't wait until he can actually, you know, be out there in the masses for y'all to spoon feed off of. Um, but again, if you've made it to the end of this listening, again, I want to thank you so much for letting. Talk at you. If you ever want to reach me, you could reach me at S O U L P A P O, really so popular on most and all social medias. If you ever want to become a producer of the show, you could always go to www.patreon.com slash so um, but again, you know, say find your happiness. Don't seek it in others. Definitely don't compare yourself to others because we really have all our own lives and God works in us in different ways. And we really, you know, it's, you know, apples and oranges. It all tastes good, but just you got to pick you and, and figure out what works for you most again thank you so much for listening i'm hoping to soon be able to link up with everyone's universe again because it definitely didn't happen last saturday to give you another ibhm i'm black he's a mexican podcast but you know just stay tuned be blessed be real later